Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics on the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and I'm joined as always by Matt. I'm back! Yes, my ears can attest to that. Yes, Matt, yes he's loud as well. He's back. Uh, also, <laughs> I have a lot to make up for. Also, here's our, 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 for our videos, the wonderful overlay. Very pretty, very nice, a big part of the show. Uh, so that's here, that's really nice. Matt's got a new hat. I'm, I'm happy to have yep. that on the show. Nightwing hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, how many more things can I fit in before I get to Connor? Um. So this Nightwing hat, I, I was worried I wasn't going to be able to buy it because there's there's a new ride at Six Flags, and it, it puts you in the Hall of Justice, and then you leave, mm. and you're like in the Hall of Justice's uh, gift shop, and then all sorts of DC merch there. I was like, that's a cool hat, but I don't want to carry it around all day because I'm already wearing a hat. Because you're so, mad, you're always wearing a goddamn hat. <laughs> Oh, always, always. So, you know, unless I'm at work and then I'm, I can't wear a hat and it makes me mad. Um, but luckily, I, I ended up finding it in the front of the park so I didn't have to walk all the way back around. Uh, Magic Mountain is set up not like a great theme park where it's easily accessible from all points. Can, can I just say that that Sorry, was... Sorry, it's a hat. Why would you not just carry it? Because I didn't. I had to carry water in my backpack. I did not have room for a hat. It's a Connor. backpack. I'm sure you get room for. Do you know what? Can I just say how, how much of a first world problem this is? I didn't want to carry the hat, but luckily it was on sale at the exit as well, so I was able to just buy it at the exit. Yeah. Well, no, you guys don't understand. Magic Mountain gets the name because it is. They did not level this thing. Like they just built the the roller coasters around the mountain. Uh, so if you any if you want to get to the back of the park, you can either go up and over the mountain, or you can go around, which takes about 15 minutes. And by six o'clock, park's closing, which that was that, that pissed me off. Didn't know that till I got there. Uh, didn't have time to run all the way back to the Hall of Justice. That said, the new Justice League ride—it's like a, a simulator uh, where you you shoot at the bad guys, right? Because you're helping Cyborg. And I I placed in the top ten percent of all time. That was pretty cool. You don't even play video games. I, I, you placed in ten percent. <laughs> I, hey man, people aren't as good as me. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that, that, that show started but, with a weird, weird direction. I was not anticipating. Oh, Connor's well, here, by the way. That's because yes, you didn't yeah. want to introduce Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why why you bothered introducing me after that. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm here or not. That, that's the benchmark now. I was only it's just because you complained last week. That you were still last build, even though Matt wasn't here. So I thought I'd really milk it this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, also, there's a Joker and Cyborg animatronic on this ride, which is weird. Um, that the first two animatronics at a, at a at a theme park that are DC related are Joker and Cyborg. I mean, I get Joker. Joker. Joker I mean, I know he's a villain, but he's yeah. popular enough that I get him being. Yeah. Cyborg's just it. Uh, maybe, maybe I feel like it's easier if it's not quite yeah. as good because they go, well, he's he's robotic. It's fine. Well, ah, he's mostly metal. It- there's only a small part of the face that has to look good. The rest yeah. of it could just look metal. And, and, and in our tradition here on, on the show about Cyborg, uh, he stopped working halfway through. <laughs> uh, so I was just like, this is great. Okay. This, this is on brand. 
Alright, so we talk about DC Comics. Coming up on this week's show in terms of books, we have Raven the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman number one. We have Batman 41, Superman 41, Justice League 39, Green Lanterns 41, Nightwing 39, Batwoman 12, Super Suns 13, Aquaman 33, and uh, Damage number two. I did say last time I'd probably get to Batman and the Signal number two. That did not happen. Two reasons. One, it was a busy week. That was a lot of books I just read. Uh, so I already had a lot of books. And then on top of that, I kept putting it off because it was obviously going to be the wordy book. And then time ran out. And I didn't, I, you're I didn't a lot like it. Scott Snyder. You keep saying you're going to get to Duke and then you never do. Uh, yeah. Well, to be fair though, what I'm hoping he'll actually get to at some point is American Vampire. But more on that uh, another I time. <laughs> and Witches as well. I space last time I checked. That was the last time I read American Vampire. Yeah. So weird yeah i'm honest i guess that cuts up but that's the that's the books that are uh are coming up this week we do have some news though because we had solicits this week and there was a lot of juicy little tidbits that came out of the solicits because times are changing times are changing and it's kind of actually kind of weird looking back how long rebirth kept a kind of like mostly what it started with and just kept going with that like yeah. you know changes were going to come obviously with rocky left wonder woman that was like, the big one and uh, one or two little books got cancelled but it's mostly been pretty consistent. And then, you know, Sealy and Humphreys kind of swapped books not too long ago. and But mostly, it's been kind of the same. Uh, so we're getting our first big creative change. Obviously, we know that there's a lot of stuff happening uh, post-No Justice. Obviously, Bendis is taking the Superman books. Uh, we're getting some new Superman, uh, new Justice League books, obviously, after No Justice. And possibly new Teen Titan books as well. I, I, either they're going to have new creators or they'll maybe be renamed with new numbers or whatever. We're not sure what yet. What yet. Presumably, mm-hmm. we'll find out maybe next month in the solicits or maybe the following month. But there's a lot of things that maybe are hinting that there's maybe more books that are either being absorbed by other things or relaunching after or they're getting new creative teams and so on and so forth. A lot of things this week. Um, I left the biggest thing to the end, by the way, before people jump in and go, why are we not talking about that first? It's the bigger talking points at the end. I'm building up to it. Uh, so first thing, as this is one of the smaller things, but worth mentioning, you know how we're getting new challengers? You know, the Scott Snyder, yeah. Uh, yeah. New Age of DC Heroes uh, book? Uh, that's coming obviously quite late. It's not starting until May, hence why it's in the solicits. Uh, the big change with that is that it's no longer an ongoing. It will now be a six-issue miniseries. Yeah. And uh. it's got a co-writer. It'll be co-written by Aaron Gillespie. So, Not, not well, surprised. I mean, at least it's happening now. Like, okay, it's, it's getting solicited that way, I guess. Oh, sure. I mean... How long until the Immortal Man gets announced that it's only an eight-issue mini? Oh, no. Is that the one that Jim Lee's on? Yeah. He's only doing the first issue. Yeah. Well, hard. <laughs> I, yeah, he's jumping ahead. That. I had this in the list here, yes. Immortal uh, gotcha. Man issue two already has a new artist. <laughs> Ryan Benjamin's yeah. doing the art for issue two. You know, I didn't even know that. I wasn't trying to sabotage. I was just trying yeah. to make a Jim Lee always no. late joke. He uh, already made the joke for you. He left the book after one issue. He's done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as, far, as far as... I mean... Honestly, it's kind of weird how this new age of heroes. Like, they made a big splash when they announced it, and like so many of the artists are leaving after three or four issues. In Jim Lee's case, only one, um, and now one of them, one of the bigger ones, because Ad Scott Snyder on it, is now just a miniseries. So it's kind of weird, odd how it's be- been kind of you know truncated and changed uh, as we've actually started to hit, get the books. Uh, but hey, I, I mean, obviously we'll still try it and we'll see how it goes. I think but, the um, the biggest thing we'll get out of that is the terrifics. Because it's Lemire, and it seems like flagship, but come a year from now, 
we might not even associate it with the New Age DC heroes. Yeah, it'll just be another book. It'll just be one yeah, of the DC books. Book. Yeah. I, I don't okay. see a lot of these other ones just sticking around. Uh, honestly, I feel like they're all going to be minis or more likely maxis. You know, twelve issues, and that'll be it. Joe, yeah. I wonder. I, w- I wonder if this is almost an intentional thing. Maybe they didn't have all the no justice and like Ben the Superman stuff planned when they first because they announced yeah. this a long time ago. This was like back in like August. They, they first something like that. Yeah, it was right as Metal was starting because this was supposed to be the That's right, yeah. reverb from Metal. So without a doubt, I feel like Bendis and No Justice came in and kind of changed the direction. Not not of Metal per se, but like just just these the post metal. Specifically, DC. Snyder's book becoming a mini. I feel like. Well, maybe they didn't know at the time. That, I mean, they, I mean, he says for a long time that he's known he's going to be on Justice League, you know, post metal. But I wonder if when they actually solidified the plans, he's like, "Oh, you're going to be doing this much after after yeah. we're done with metal." It's yeah. like, "Oh shit, okay, that's uh, pared down a little bit the other stuff that I was going to do." So uh, makes sense. Yeah. But hey, so that's the thing. Uh, definitely worth mentioning. Uh, here's a relatively big thing. Uh, Tyrion the Fourth is officially ended his run in Detective Comics. Issue nine eight one will be the final part of Batman Eternal, his final arc on the book, uh, and it'll be his send off. So sad times. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it's sad because obviously we've been enjoying it, and he's been real good. I, I, I kind of wanted to see him take it to a thousand at this point. Yeah, he's only nineteen away from a thousand. I mean, obviously. He's ending on his terms, really, because it's the end of his story. So it's not like it's, he's been like shoved off. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah. And he, he's spoken a bit on. He came back to Twitter for this week because obviously he left a while ago uh, mm-hmm. when some some stuff happened and he, he kind of got sick of it. But uh, he came back and he was talking about how you know, this is it. He's he's actually stepping away from Gotham as a whole for a while because mm-hmm. you know that, that's mostly where he's been for for most of his his DC career. And uh, he's going, no, he's, he's stepping away from that entirely and doing something new. Yeah, Matt's wife got a little cameo there on the show. You had a little yeah. whisper coming from the side. Yeah, yeah, well, it's because my dog did something bad when we had started recording. And I didn't know. Uh, so she came to yell at me. Uh, like, so you got, you got saved by the recording light. Yeah. That's me. You did a red light on the door. So this is you know, a proper recording studio. Yeah, but it wouldn't stop. But no, let's, let's be honest though, when I just want a quiet time, I just turn on that light. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Matt, you've been doing a lot of recording recently. What's going on? Like, this, is, this is like, you know, five hours a day. Oh, well, we're really trying hard. And I just hope that she never actually looks at the channel and sees how much you're actually on. No, the fact that we don't cover anything Disney means she'll never find this. That's fine. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, it's fair. I've actually heard people on podcasts talk about proposing to the girlfriend, and I'm like, but you're a podcast. This is like so super public. He's like, ah, she'll never watch this. It's fine. I like, I know, but you still, you're taking a bit of a risk here. No, <laughs> it's true. I, I could say anything. It's like, nah, she's never gonna watch it. <laughs> um, where was it? I right, tell you. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's end of his run. We're sad he's leaving, but it's been his run. He's ended it on his terms. He's have He's ending his story. So I can't be that upset. Like, you know, obviously, it's disapp- It's not disappointing. It's, it's yeah, but it's bittersweet because it's an ending. As you know. a comic fan, I hate change. So. Uh, like, obviously, the rumours right now are so far have been that Tomasi is the likely person taking over Detective. So we'll see if that pans out. We'll should find out next month with solicits. Yeah, I, I, I expect us to find out before solicits, maybe for a bunch of these. Considering the oh so much sure, when I, when I say solicits, what I really mean is is the week up to solicits they'll announce things individually, but they'll do it for solicits coming out. Well, because well, there's so much, it might be over like two or two or three weeks. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Let's just hope he doesn't take 
the the Dark Knights on a field trip to a museum. Oh. <laughs> what I like though is that if he did, and I say it was the exact same thing, but Damien was there, he would just like say, "Hey, shut up! This is boring." Yeah. He'd be the voice of reason for us at the scene. Yeah, I, I, that'd be my one, uh, my one hope for that. But. Um, so yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, so the t- uh, Tyrion's leaving, and he's got obviously he's working on the Justice League book, uh, and we'll see if he's working on anything else as well uh, post that. Um, but hey, so Detective Comics nine eight one is the end of uh, Tyrion's run. Uh, so we already talked about Immortal Men. Next up, uh, minor point, but I wanted to mention it that James Robinson is starting a new arc of Wonder Woman in May. So he's he's not even close to done. Okay, cool. So, yeah, and this is picking up stuff from metal, right? Yeah, it said it was spinning out of metal, which I thought was funny because we've already had stuff in the book that's referenced that it's after metal, but whatever. Yeah, yeah this is more directly, like, yeah. okay, plot stuff. Yeah, because Baby Darkseid's been captured and grown all up <laughs> already. <laughs> but, you know, better. But yeah, I, I want to mention it. Last week, I wasn't here to talk about how they teased Jason's death, and I got so excited. They couldn't even pull the trigger on that, so. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, oh, that reminds me. Actually, we got a we got a comment asking for Matt to point out uh, deep lore stuff that he found in Wild Hunt. Uh, if we got time at the end, maybe Matt can <laughs> give us some. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to re- retouch on that. But, uh, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot there. There's oh, there's a lot there. We we, we were. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion, of course. There's there's a lot of time spent being confused last week. Uh, I wrote well. that on my way. I read that on my way on vacation, and it took me probably an extra half hour because trying to process it while reading in a car, I was starting to get a little bit nauseous. But I couldn't tell if it was the high concept or the motion. So yeah, I, I took my time. Little I call me, little I call me, perhaps. Uh, so, so that's the thing. Uh, Birds of Prey, or Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, is uh, cancelled with issue 22, which is the May issue. Uh, it's one of the lower selling books, so it's not super surprising. Uh, I think it's a perfectly enjoyable book, but I'm not I'm not mourning its loss either. So, like, it's fine. So, uh, yeah. worth... And, uh, oh. Go on, I was going to say, they clearly want the, the Bensons to stick around. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the Bensons have already said on Twitter that they've got their next project planned. And on top of that, of course, they are writing the Green Arrow annual issue too, uh, which is coming out in May. Uh, which I think it's actually kind of funny that the main book has got fill-ins for that month, but there's an annual that month as well. That's just kind of weird to me. Uh, yeah, but... the, I think the, the annual's tying into No Justice. It is, yeah, it's a No Justice tie-in. Yeah. Uh, also that month, in terms of annuals, we have Wonder Woman annual number two, uh, which is by Robinson, so that's just a regular writer. Uh, and we have a Green Lanterns annual, which is not by Celia, it's by Andy Diggle. But the, the part that really stuck Ooh. out to me was art by Jean Faria. On that annual, it's not. It's, it's not? not. He tweeted out. He's what? only doing the cover. It's in oh, the solicit. Yeah. Damn it! I know it's in the solicit, but he tweeted out saying, "Hey, it's not him. It, it's it, they've never approached him about this. It's a mistake." That's disappointing. That, that was why yeah. I was excited for that. But okay. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I like Diggle. Oh, I mean Diggle's fine, but I just I was excited for for I, I Green Lantern art. But okay. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a shame, but you know, Damn it. I, I, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see. You know, Diggle's back in because obviously. Uh, that bridge got burned during the new 52 when he did mm-hmm. that action comics to like three two issues, issues three issues yeah, yeah it was supp- uh, the, and then and then it all went to hell and yeah. you know that was the last we saw of him yeah. green arrow year one is like one of my favorite comic stories of all time oh it's pretty great so like 
that's gotten a free pass for, for Diggle. So, so no, so, uh, yeah, so it's nice to see him back. Hopefully that'll be still our stuff. Uh, maybe he'll be on like one of the new books or something. Uh, and as we said, Ben, the Bensons have hinted that they've already got the next main book lined up for after, uh, presumably after No Justice, which is which is cool. So that's at least one thing that has to be announced <laughs> sometime soon. So we have so that's the annuals in May because May's a, uh, a week five, obviously. Uh, so yeah, it just angles. on that, it's it's interesting that the uh, Man of Steel mini from Bender that was supposed to start at the end of May. What? Well, why is it with you two today? I've got that in the list. I'm, I'm getting to it. <laughs> I, I segue. He in. said it's the big stuff again. Mine was an accident. That's not know. the big stuff. I'm saying it's not there. That that's not that well, can't be the big stuff. Think for yourself. That's not the big stuff. <laughs> All right, okay, since we skipped ahead, my order's shambled twice now. Man of Steel number one, which was announced as May 30th, is not in the solicits. Uh, I'm not... My guess here is that because it's right at the end of May, they're actually just going to put it in the June solicits with the rest of the issues. That's my guess just now. Oh, that's a big deal. Usually I would say I I wouldn't have thought that. Usually I'd go, especially with the annuals there, I'd go, no, that's weird. But Tomasi tweeted that, you know, he's got a, a, a... Super Sun's Dynamut special coming that that, that which that is also week, not in the solicits, which is also not there, but it will be in you know the June solicits for whatever yep. reason. So uh, it will probably be in there. So yeah, that's, that's that's a good point. So and also uh, they tweeted out this week uh, the all six covers for Man of Steel uh, in like a sort of you know connected panoramic oh, kind right. of view. Uh, so you can oh. have a look at those. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, which you mentioned Super Sons. Super Sons is also ending, uh, seemingly. Uh, it was confirmed. And Tomasi tweeted about it. He did say, though, that he's not done with those characters, that there's actually more already planned. And that's not just the one shot. The one shot's coming in May, which he's obviously he, he tweeted out as a sort of, hey, everyone, cheer up, this is happening. But uh, he said that there is plans for, for those boys uh, in the future with him. So... So there's more things happening, uh, but that also leads into other things that are missing in the solicits. Uh, Supergirl was just absent in the solicits, and then it was confirmed on Twitter uh, within a day or two that April's issue is the last issue of that series. Supergirl is also done, which is really disappointing to me. I, I really like that book. I, I think it's been really fine. Yeah, it's been really yeah. fine in its feet in the last arc or so. Um, I, I think that's particularly noble because DC rarely does that where it'll cancel without the warning. Usually you'll get yep. the final which, text on the solicit. Which leads me to think it was a decision that was only just made in the last month or so. Yep. And, and then like, Bendis addressed that, saying that Kara did, has a yeah. huge role. In, uh, she's in one of the covers story. for yep. Man of Steel. She's in one of the covers, and he said that she's a huge role. Because that was, that was my instant thought. When I saw it was cancelled, I was like, that's kind of weird. And my first thought was, well, I wonder if... Because this is the thing. Super Sons is cancelled. Supergirl is cancelled. The only, the only Superman book that's still there that isn't a Bendis book is New Superman, which is so separate, of course, and obviously I'm glad because I love that yep. book. And I'm wondering if the reason why these are all ending is because they're all kind of being rolled into this big Superman relaunch where they're all going to be part of a new line once, you know, that mm-hmm. all kicks off. Mm-hmm. Well, that means yeah. she has her own book come, you know, July or whatever, or she's just part of the like, action comics. I don't know. But I'm glad she's still going to be around, obviously. I'd, I'd be pissed if she yeah. wasn't. Which makes me wonder if he's making a change to the status quo of her, you know, like if it's more classic and not so much DEO involved TV show version. 
Yeah, I love that he's only retcon what she's got right now, but I think, yeah, no. he, he might change her, yeah, status quo is a good way of putting it, where she's maybe moved elsewhere or aged up a little bit. Yeah, I can see her being aged up. That was my yeah. first thought. Because mm. that's, you know, she's typically a little bit older than what we've got now. Yeah, well, she's like 17 yeah, now. Because you have, you know, you look over at the Bat family and you have a whole range of them. And right now it just feels like you have Keenan, who's young, who's kind of on the, you know, the outskirts. It'd probably be a you good, know? good time to age John up as well, though. But not by much. I'm yeah. just thinking a couple of years. Like maybe make him Teen yeah, Titans well, age. Make him an actual teen, yeah. yeah. Make him the same age as Damien. You know, well, not the same. Um, like have like have Damien age proportionately. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, put them so you can't. You know, but but yeah, so it makes sense to make Kara a little bit older, maybe college age. So you know, you you have the Batgirl kind of Nightwing vibe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, give her that. If you make if you make John 13, because it's been a couple of years since Reaper started. So if they wanted to do a little time yeah. jump and say, oh, now Damien in continuity is maybe like 14, 15 now, and sort of play with that and you know, see what they want to do. I don't know. Yeah, it depends. I mean, it, it took a long time to go from 10 to 13. For it Damien, did. So. It, that is absolutely true. Uh, but hey, so, so it's not all doom and gloom, but certainly there's, there's shake-ups happening. Uh, also oddly missing from the month is Harley Quinn, uh, with no explanation. However, instead of the regular two issues of Harley Quinn, there is a Paul Denny two-parter, which uh, finishes up like one of his older books, I think. Uh, it's finishing the, the backups. The backups, there you go. Uh, so he's yeah. got a two-issue thing uh, in May instead of the regular book. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe there was a proper reason given for it, but... Um... Uh, it'll be back in full force, uh, no doubt. Harley sells too well for oh, it does, not yeah. to be one consistently. I'm not thinking it's cancelled. It may be relaunched, maybe. Maybe they'll do something like that. Or maybe I, I can see that. Or maybe they've just said, oh, we're doing these two Denny issues, so the regular team gets a month off to prep. But... Maybe. I can see them being a new team, because obviously we, we, we had the, the team change a couple of months ago after you mm. know they'd been on it for a while. And it's kind of just continued that status quo. I could see this being okay. No big, big shake-up, relaunch, new team. Let's you know give it a new push. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, also missing, although not surprisingly in this case, because we knew they were kind of either just taking a break or full-on relaunching into either the same books with new teams or new books after No Justice. But both Titans and Teen Titans are both missing as well in the solicitors. Mm-hmm. But that that makes sense because we know they're part of No Justice, and then they'll be relaunched in some way after after that's done. So. There you go. That makes, that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, then I had the Man of Steel thing. And of course, the biggest thing, at least in my opinion, the biggest thing here is the creative change on Nightwing. Yeah, that's I weird. That's the biggest. I, mean, it's, I mean, it's debatable, but I just I felt the biggest to me because it's a bit more concrete in terms of like a big full change. Uh, so, Humphreys is not staying on the book. Uh, Benjamin Percy is going to be the new full-time writer on Nightwing starting in May. Uh, and it is ship, uh, switching to single shipping. So, it'll be one issue a month. Um, which is maybe a saying, given the action the Superman seem to be doing that, and the Nightwing, uh, I feel like more of them will probably start to fall into that over the next couple of months. Uh, and when I say the next couple of months, I mean the next couple of months of solicits. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the exception maybe being Batman. Batman's done so well at double shipping, and it still sells so much with having two issues out every month, and King does such a good job having artists for each arc yeah. that I feel like that's probably safe from it, but everything else I feel like, yeah. I, I feel like Batman and then Detective... They might want to keep on double till they hit the thousand. Yeah, so they can alternate between them again weekly. Yeah, yeah. That maybe be the best. The because I'm wondering actually because Superman in action going single. I wonder if there will be like a Supergirl book, and that'll be like one of the other weeks, like Super Book, if you will. Like that'll yeah. be treated as mm-hmm. that that week's book. I, I, I think. 
you know, we're we're seeing all these cancellations here, mm. and you know, we're expecting you know relaunches, new books, whatever. With the shift to the monthly, I feel like okay, this is where we've got room for a bunch of new books on the oh, slate. Yeah. For mm. absolutely, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. If they, if we have a lot of new books, then if for the readers to actually keep buying everything they're already buying, it makes sense to put some of them a single to make room for them. Mm. Um, and in some cases, I think it'll all work out well. Um, Obviously, we, we had that really bad issue on Nightwing a few issues ago, which was hampered very much so by the, the fact that we had to have this other artist for most of the issue. Yeah, and, uh, not not to spoil my thoughts too much on, on this week's issue, but I think it's Chang I like on Nightwing, not Humphreys. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I'm not too upset about this. Um... I, I I don't know if I, I agree with that. I do like Humphreys on Nightwing. However, um, I also like Percy. So yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to feel too strongly about this, that one way or the other. Except to say that I was expecting more from Humphreys, and I'm a little disappointed when I get more. But you know, I like Percy, and he's you know he seems to have big plans for him. So sure. Nightwing. Who likes Nightwing, right? Not Dan Didio. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and for the creatures, let's kill off Nightwing. Uh, never forget. No. All right. Uh, so that's the news. That's all the things. Unless there's something I missed. There was a lot. There was a lot of small stuff in the solicit, so I, I very well could have missed some tidbits. JLA's in as well. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Still given. Well, there's also solicits about what's going on in No Justice. I thought that was pretty interesting. Like it broke down what kind of the story was that we didn't know before, so and how it involves Brainiac and why there's the four teams. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I'll be honest, I did not read the uh, descriptions okay. for the Non-Justice books. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't, though. I did notice Manipul is on art in some capacity on all four issues. The first one, mm-hmm. it's just him. The others, he's sharing it with Marcus Toe. Mm-hmm. But, That's a good team-up. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm like, hey, you want to you give me Manipul art? Then yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Well, he's not been anything for a, a little while, so I, I guess he's been yeah. working away on this. But yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, it seems like this is the first event. Like I know metal's an event, but this one feels like this has repercussions going forward. Uh, that, that would have just been the regular, you know, DC doing what it does, mm. but because of rebirth and them not having any of these major crossover type things. Uh, uh, now we're getting it now. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh... Uh, the, uh, question. Did anyone ever see any confirmation either way on what the case was with Batgirl? I saw some people saying that this will be the final issue I, of Batgirl. I, I, have lit- I, li- I literally saw one person say it and I never saw any like sources or yeah, anything. Yeah, me neither. Okay, but cool. that one person it got around the internet because I had a friend text me the same day that we were talking he was did you hear about Batgirl and it was around the same time we were all talking about it so because the first you know, the first day I did actually was I went to Hope Larson's Twitter 
because I thought, oh, well, she'll have mentioned it, because every other creator who's lost a book this month has talked about it, yeah. and there was no mention of it. I couldn't find any sources. I searched Google. There was nothing. Here's what I th- here's honestly what I think has happened. I think that some people have forgotten that Birds of Prey is called Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, and they're reading yeah. that as both books have been cancelled. I don't Batgirl, think... Batgirl, yeah. Birds of Prey got cancelled. Yeah, yeah. C- quite possibly. I don't think it helps that this is the, the final issue of an arc for Batgirl. Oh. Uh, possibly, yeah. Uh, well, because I understood uh, Supergirl with with Bendis coming in, but Batgirl getting canceled made zero sense. So, you know that that's what hit me. But we'll just see. I hope it's not because this is the most I've been enjoying a Batgirl story. No, I mean um, I wasn't even going to bring it up because I, I legitimately just thought it was a mistake because I didn't, no, I didn't I, see any I sources. Just, I, I never saw it followed up on anywhere, so I just I just wanted to check because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. But uh, yeah, if, if this is the the consensus, we'll we'll assume it's safe until we hear otherwise. Yeah, yeah. No, I like what Pete. Pointed out that people forget that it's background members. Yeah, yeah, so I think that is probably. They were reading it like it was two separate yeah. titles instead of one. Yeah. That, that, that is my guess. That is what I think happened. Uh, but uh, yeah, but so hey, but that's 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 the news. So obviously a lot of big things coming, which means we're going to have more juicy news to talk about next month and the month after probably because they'll be announcing what books are coming in June and July and uh, oh, it should be some exciting stuff. Uh, so, because we should be finding out what the, the new Justice League books are by next solicits, because mm-hmm. no justice ends at the end. You know, it's four yeah. issues. It ends at the end of May. So, yep. Man, this was a, a crazy big week for comics news, wasn't it? It was. Uh, like, across the industry, like because it wasn't just DC. You know, you had a, you, know, no. you had you had Image announcing a whole slate of new mm-hmm. books for this year. You had you Marvel's had, new nonsense. Yeah, Marvel's yearly relaunch. This time it's the called. Eighth. Eight in five years. It's called Marvel Fresh Start. <laughs> Fresh Start. Yo, yeah. but I'm um, getting Jason Aaron doing Avengers, so I don't care. Here's I'll the thing. I actually think they're hurting themselves by giving it a name, because when you actually looked at the solicitors, there's only like three or four books that are renumbering. It's not actually that many, but it I feels just, like a I bigger deal. I just feel deal. like that Fresh Start's uh, a little close to Rebirth, you know? Like... <laughs> Well, it, it's it's like rebirth, except not as uh, eloquent. It's just like it's yeah. more it's more descriptive. It's, it's it's more of hey, this is what this is. Yeah. Other other kind of big news is that Somni's leaving Marvel. Ooh. Um, Captain America yeah. seven hundred. Hey, so... Somni. Hey. Yeah. Come to DC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as much as I, I I hope that's the case, you know, because I know he likes drawing Superman. Mm. Uh, you know, I have a suspicion he just wants to work with Wade still, and he'll just do That's some possible. indie stuff with well, Wade. Wade or Wade had been uh, very frustrated with some going ons at Marvel, so it wouldn't surprise me if he flies the coop. Yeah, I, I can't remember yeah. the 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 other artist's name, but um, there's another one that that their contract's up as well. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, so been working on Doctor Strange lately. Yeah, I saw I saw I saw comments about how. They announced fresh start, and then within two days, they lost a, a writer and two hours. <laughs> it was a yep. weird, like barrage of news over the short course of a couple of days. Um, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the Marvel stuff's kind of whatever. Here, here's the just just to compare them actually, because I've seen like comparisons. How is this different from what DC's doing right now? And it's not actually that different. It's just like creative changes were going to come. It was always going to happen during Rebirth at some point. And some people are saying Rebirth's done. Rebirth's not really done, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yeah, they've taken the branding off the books and stuff, but as far as I'm concerned, the Rebirth like era, if you will, is still kind of going until at least Doomsday Clock's done. We're still in yeah, that kind of overall umbrella. I always subscribe to Jeff John saying it was a two-year story. We're coming yeah. up on two years. So it this it would have ran its course no matter what. By yeah. Now. So, so, what, so, yeah, the creative changes were always going to come. To me, that's all this says is we're, we're, we're shaking things up. We're putting people on... Because 
To be fair, it's actually been kind of impressive how many people have stayed in books for almost 50 issues. It's been very consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's good. After after New 52, consistency is key. Yeah. I think. And I think they got that back down and I mean, these stories are good, but they're not knocking them out the park every time. And I think that's what we, you know, need as weekly comic readers. Hmm. You know, you want consistency and they're delivering, so yeah, obviously you want some standouts, but yeah, as long as they're, they're being yeah. consistent with what we like. Uh, and I think, again, just to compare DC and Marvel, and on that sense, just compare most of these runs getting to almost 50 issues before creative changes compared to what Marvel typically has got. I mean, well, unless, unless well, When's da- the last time it got to a 50th issue? That is a, that's, a, that's an excellent question. And outside of, say, Jason Aaron on uh, Thor, and obviously Dan Slott and Spider-Man, who's been writing that for about a decade, um, yeah. like, you know, it doesn't feel like anyone gets to the long runs anymore. Uh, so. I don't know. And, and the longest uh, Aaron made it on Thor is 25 issues. And then... In one go, you know, yeah. Yeah, and then... In yeah. one go. And then, and then he made it to about 20, and then they renumbered it to 700. So he's up to probably about 25 again. So... And it makes it sound like he's not going to be on Thor going forward. So yeah, he's, he's doing an Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I, so I'm it's kind of like uh. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I did laugh when you know Marvel they announced the whole fresh start. Like the, one of the first things they you know they they the they Avengers you know that was the first thing they, they came out the gate with. Yeah. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah. follow that up with Venom. <laughs> yeah. Well, Do you know what? Gotta capitalize on Tom Hardy. You know, it's worth mentioning uh, with the renumbering to number one, they're actually putting the original numbering on the book as well in smaller print. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not opposed to that. Like, I, w- I really would not be opposed to like Batman and Superman having the real number. Like, you know, even if it's not in the front, just somewhere like inside in the credits page, maybe. Yeah. See, I, see, I don't feel like you need it every issue though. You, you get it. Like, okay, we got it for the 700th issue of Flash, yeah, for example. Just that. You know? They they referenced it in the issues like this is seven hundred. I just yeah. I, I like knowing these things. I like knowing that it's actually you know Batman eight oh four or whatever we're at. Like you know, just that's an early yeah. thing. But what do you want from me? Uh, but also cynically, I'm saying, oh okay, they're having their cake and eating it too. See, we're keeping the original that's... numbering. But issue one, issue one, folks. Yeah. All right. Between that cut, Connor did bring up if I was going to mention the DC movie news this week. I don't really feel like talking about it again. Uh, I did it on the movie news, and it was depressing. I, I, I don't want to do it again. Uh, needless to say, as a, as a Batgirl fan, as a Joss Whedon fan, I was not pleased with the news of the week. Uh, he left the movie. For, for, for That's the short version. Anyway, best talk about books. Hey, about... you want some of your favourite cookies? Yeah, do you want some of your favourite cookies with some of your favourite ice cream? Yeah. Oh, too bad, you can't have it. That's mm-hmm. basically what DC mm-hmm. did to you. Goddamn DC Films and Warner Brothers, they announced shit too soon to get get as potentially hyped. Yo, that, okay, so all that said, I will take, uh, as being a, a primary comics fan mm-hmm. first, and then, you know, the comic movies fan second, as long as they keep nailing the comics, I'll, I'll take some heartbreak on, on the oh, movie. Oh, sure, fan. sure. It was you just, know? like, given how, you know, when they announced that movie first, it was like, Everything looks so dire for DC for the most part. Wonder Woman looked like it may be okay, but that hadn't come out yet, so we didn't really know. Yeah. Like mm. this was like the one year that's like, okay, this actually could get me excited again. <laughs> like the, the, this mm. name with this character could get me excited, and then you know, so hey ho. And I, I, I did see uh, Gail Simone saying that you know she she was thinking about what she what they'd do because mm-hmm. you know she obviously she's done a lot of bad girl, yeah. and then you know a few hours later she was like, actually, I think I know what to do. It's like, hey, they should you know, hit me up, I'll do a script. <laughs> I like that. Go, go yeah. for it, Gail. You, you, you jump on the 
<laughs> hey, if, if if there's someone who who is there, you know, able to do it, you should you should take those resources. Yeah. Uh, but hey, so let's start with books. I want to dwell on the depressing news. So uh, let's start with a new book. Obviously, we had the start of a new miniseries by Liam Sharp, uh, who's writing that and drawing the art. That is The Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman number one, uh, which came out this week. Uh, this, this needs to come with a pronunciation guide. I would, do you know what? One of my first questions was, how do you pronounce this guy's name? I have not a clue. Connor? Uh, let me have a look at it because no. I, I was I was relatively confident when I was reading it. You're the one with the Irish blood, so you off, can. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you off. You're top talking of my head. about a guy that didn't realize that Siobhan was spelled like Seoban. So, you know. You mean me? These, these Celt. No, 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 me. Oh, you? I, I, I didn't know that either yeah. until I saw it one day. And I went, what the hell's that name? And then someone said Siobhan. I'm like, that's how you spell Siobhan? Yeah, Connor's like. Connor's like, yeah, that's how you do it. Like, I was like, okay, well, you and your crazy letters, like, it also make weird sounds. It gave me shit in the movie news a couple of weeks ago because I thought Saoirse Ronan's name was a bit hard to like grasp at first. Well, see, hers, hers, I can't read. Hers, I can just, I have to think about that it's Saoirse, like inertia. Yeah, I can't read her name either. It's nonsense. I, I, know, I think but... it's just a case of the the where, where I grew up. There was a lot of you know Irish families. Yeah. So it was like these were common name names. Oh, so as I one. as I read this, I went and looked up a lot of these mythical figures. So mm-hmm. that was cool. I appreciate Sharp for doing that. Um, granted, that was a couple days ago now, and I can't remember how oh, to say sure. any of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sernunos, I think. Sernunos. Sernunos. Yeah. Okay. Right. And it was a uh, Ternanog or Gog. Ternanog. Now, I remember that because there was a kid show on in the afternoon. Called the Mystic Knights of Tirnanog. Tirnanog. I used to watch. It's, it's it was Nog. like Nog. Oh, whatever. Tirnanog. Yeah. I'll say it with my American, okay? Tirnanog, give a shit. Right. So this is uh, basically. So what was his name? Cernonius. Cernanon. Cernanon. He 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 he's the one ruling over the land of the fairies, where everyone they all they all kind of headed out, but they're all in unrest. They're all starting to riot, and he's like, "Damn, nah, I need help keeping the peace." So he comes to Wonder Woman. He was having sex with Steve, and he's a fertility god. So Steve, so Steve freaks out a little bit, thinking, "We're not trying to do that. We're not trying to do that." <laughs> if you can, I love the the horn guy. Is like, no, it's cool. It's cool. I'm the fertility god. There's there's nothing it's more it's I enjoy. I, I know what you're doing here. It's cool. Well, it was it was the phrase of I enjoy the sound of the beast of two bats. Where the the sound of the, I forget what he said exactly, but it was the beast of two bats. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god, okay, sharp. I. You can keep writing, and if it's going to be this entertaining, I'm in. Yeah, con- continue your lover's trust with the, the yeah. rutting of the beast with two backs. There it is. The rutting. Like... There you go. <laughs> so, so he, he comes for help, and she comes back with him, and basically, while he was gone, there was a murder. And they've basically just grabbed this young kid who they they assume is guilty because he was with the body at the time. But Wonder Woman quite was like, "Hey, have you got evidence? Can we can we actually think about this before we just lunch like, him?" What's evidence? <laughs> so so that set up uh, part of the main plot of the book. The other plot, of course, is because Batman and Wonder Woman don't actually meet in this issue. Batman's just kind of on his own, and there's something weird going on in the Irish district of Gotham. <laughs> Yeah, who knew there was an Irish district in yeah. Gotham? I feel I feel like that's just all of a sudden because Sharp's yeah. writing a Celtic themed book. You know what, an though, Irish district. <laughs> I, I want a pub there that's like Bibbo's, you know, but it's it's an Irish themed you know, and you can give give that like you just think about the Irishman that decided to live in Gotham. That's not a dude you mess with. They'll still have an, O'Ne- an O'Neill's in the middle of Gotham. Yeah. yeah. 
Probably yeah. named Dennis O'Neill because they always name people after writers. Oh, they do. They yeah. do. Yeah, uh, I want this. So, so, <laughs> so basically, the things going on in, in Gotham is that in this district, people have extreme lethargy where they're just kind of just standing and sauntering, yeah, they're, not doing anything. Just kind of terrorized. They're haunted, which I thought. You know, it, it was almost like stationary zombies. I was kind of getting that yeah. kind of vibe. We're just kind of standing still and not doing anything. The Batman's like, "What's what's happening here? What's going on? I need to investigate this. This is a bizarre crime." <laughs> He's trying to stick up behind people like he does to like Mr. Gordon, and they just don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so, so that's that's the book. Uh, but there, obviously, there was a uh, there was a lot of what. what th- this is this is just a personal pet for you for me. I, but I I I hate the font the font they always use the lettering they always use for uh, when they're Magic. doing this kind of stuff. You know, yeah. uh, you know uh, when you know when on. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, every time he's narrating, for example, he's always got this lettering. This you know they're, they're going for this old timey font, and I'm like, oh, well, just let's make it easier to read. That that and the, the blocky stuff to do sometimes for robots. I'm like just. You know what? I get what you're doing, but just make it easier to read, please. I, I don't mind. See, it. I thought this was really easy. It, it's it's yeah. when it gets all cursive that I struggle. Oh, cursive's like, the worst. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, cursive is this, the worst. This here, I, I didn't actually have any problem with. It's slightly different, but I didn't think it was difficult to read at all. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's a pet peeve. It's not. Like, like well, I can see. I'm, I'm used to reading this type in Thor. This is how when when Thor talks, it's the same kind of font. So that doesn't bother me too much. Yeah. Not everybody's talking like that. So. But no, I I really like the again start playing with the Celtic mythology and then bringing Wonder Woman into that and how these guys are kind of a more primitive version of of her gods, you know? Yeah. Like, so they can still it's it, it's easier for him to come in contact with her than it is for the Greek gods to come in contact with her. It's, I, I like that. Yeah, there's a lot of similarity. Obviously, a lot of mythologies have a lot of similarities anyway. Yeah. But in between the you know the the two sides that are in Tiananmen, the the Dinan and the Fomori, they're yeah. they're kind of similar to the the gods and the Titans in in some ways. Mm-hmm. I know so, Connor yeah, said words there, but like I have to, like, <laughs> it's like the two sides, <laughs> these and that. I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the the first one you said, not not uh, the one. <laughs> the Dinan. Yeah, that one. Uh, they they were based off of kings. You know, and they were kind of like the the legends. They're kind of like Hercules, right? They earn a yeah. place there. And then the other ones are like the earth spirits. Yeah, and they're kind of like the, the old gods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And so, which which I, I like the sharp kind of, because I'm, again, you know, I'm not continuity hawk, but because here there's no continuity, but I want all, like, I want to know what's going on. I want the full yeah. context. I know, I know, uh, a good comparison for the the Fomori is there. They're, they're very similar to the the Jotuns in the in North mythology, yeah. which obviously Matt, you, you'll, you'll know all about those. Or, or that's, even that's the more your wheelhouse. Yeah, well, because you, yeah. you had the Acer and the Veneer, uh, and then the Acer were like Odin and all them, and then you had the Veneer who were from Vanaheim, mm. and they were more earthly spirits, you know. And that's where Freya came from, and she's the fertility goddess. So yeah, it's and again. It, it's no wonder that there's a lot of crossover between the Norse and the Celtic, you know, like there's some, sometimes mythology is just, you know, parallel thought amongst distant people. Yeah. But it, when, when they're, when they're relatively close in terms of geography, there's a lot mm-hmm. of actually just back and forth crossover yeah. and pollination. Oh, well, I mean, you had Donner and Thor. I mean, they're the same guy, just one's from Germany, one's from Scandinavia, 
but the, the stories are the same. So, but just the inclusion of Batman, I think here he kind of felt like he was on the back burner a little. Yeah, I I can see where it's going. Wonder Woman's going to be like, okay, there's a crime. I I I need to. We need a detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go get Batman. I, right. I can see it go in that direction. It's just in this issue, Batman himself feels a little superfluous. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I like the issue. I don't love it. Like I'm not like uh, I'm not as super into the the mythology stuff here as uh as I'm sure you two are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's my sweet spot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not against it. It's, it's not like um. It's not quite like how I feel about magic. Like Celtic mythology is a bit more interesting to me because there's a bit more stuff going on there. But because uh, there's some beautiful imagery in here, like you know that that they're climbing up the sort of the rock staircase that's just kind of floating. Oh, in, when they're when know. they're walking across the giant's causeway. Yeah, is, yeah. Is this a thing? Is no, this not? Yeah. The giant's causeway is a real place in in Northern Ireland. It, oh really? Yeah, it's between yeah, yeah. Northern Ireland the, and, and England, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the 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 legend is that the, the there was two giants, one on either country, that wanted to fight each other. Yep. So they just threw rocks into the sea and they made a pathway so they could have at it. I I, I have literally never heard this before. So this is this is. Uh, these are my patrons, guys. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. no, it's it's a, it's, it's a huge tourist spot, uh, Giants Causeway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also the story of Finn McCool. Uh, yes, yeah, he's he's one of the ones that that you know threw yeah. threw the rocks in. I love that story of Finn McCool. I wish you know, we should get a comic of that. Sharp. If you're listening, yeah, get on it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the art's gorgeous. Uh, pretty much start to finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it's same like sharp art. I can always appreciate it, especially his Wonder Woman and Steve. It, it made me feel like I was reading Rucka again. Without you know, I mean, granted, they're completely different styles of writing, but the imagery was there. Yeah, I mean, for, for for me, the art was definitely the more selling point in the story. I think the story's fine. I think the story's kind of like. <laughs> serviceable as maybe as mm. sounds harsh maybe but it's you know it's it's it's, it's good right but the, the art's the real kind of what's pushing yeah, over i mean the i'm, edge I'm gonna check out part two this isn't like oh yeah yeah that's your two is getting red it wasn't yeah. like odyssey the amazons where i kind of i lost lost interest halfway through this I'm, I'm definitely in and and i've never read sharp i don't know if this is the first time he's written something uh and drawn at the same time but i like i'm liking his storytelling yeah I, I really quite like his Batman because uh, obviously we've not really seen him do Batman much before, if at all. I'm not sure, uh, but yeah, you know, that panel where it's it's you know Batman's kind of getting the the vision of all the stuff that's going on, and you know this guy's back to us. Uh, the way he draws the the cape and stuff looks so good. I actually could disagree with that. Uh, really, I, I I'm not a big fan of the the wide shoulders, but then the cape goes thinner uh, in the back. Oh, I love it. It's it's it's, it's uh, I I I'm really open on how the cape is drawn you know just depending on the the, the mood of the of, of the book well, I, I like if you're an artist you can put your own spin on it so you know look at yeah, me i respect it because he's not the first artist to do this this is definitely harking back to the older styles of batman i just yeah. uh, that that particular is kind of like you know bulkier shoulders but then the cape goes thin and goes out again just i've never really been a fan of that shape of the of mm-hmm. uh it feels weird to talk about batman's body that way but it just it's, it's just a way they draw him sometimes <laughs> I, I just like that. He doesn't like Batman with an hourglass figure. That's all he's saying. <laughs> but Batman has a cape for every occasion. He's like, well, which one shall I wear today? Because I, I don't mind. Because he's, he's also got like he's got. I don't mind the puffier. Uh, like when it comes it actually comes out of his like his, his suit at the front. It's got like a sort of puffier baggy sort of just to it. I don't mind that. I actually think that's fine. Uh, it's just kind of the shape from the back. It's kind of a weird thing for me, but whatever. But the one that gets me is if they draw the ears too tall. That one always. I'm just like, like mm. there's a sweet spot where they can be too low or they can be too high. 
Um, both... the, the ears are quite tall on this. They're not quite too tall, but they're they're no. taller than average. They've been yeah, again. There's a sweet spot. They've been generally too short in rebirth, though. So I was kind of kind of pleasantly happy to see yeah. some tall ears yeah, in this when, book. When he strikes the silhouette, you wanted you know you want to see the ears there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because the the opposite being, uh, and I enjoyed Batman Shadow, but the ears in that were comically small. I was not. <laughs> I was not a fan yeah. of that. It's, it's when you go back to like the nineties where they're huge, where I'm like, okay, okay, tone them down a bit. Yeah, that was too much. Yeah, I agree, that was too much. Or you would get the action figures at the top of the ears, and they would break. And you're just like, oh great, no, my near mint Batman's no longer near mint. So. <laughs> 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 to be honest, though, Matt, if they're in a situation where the ears could break, they're probably not near in anyway. Yeah, I know, but as a kid, I'm just kind of like, I can play with them and then put them back. Like, it's fine. I couldn't, clearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we'll move on. Uh, speaking of Batman, Batman 41, uh, Tom King writing Mikkel Jannon on the Who? art. Boy. Oh, it's a Poison Ivy focused issue. I wonder why Matt's excited. I, I, I'm so glad I did not miss this week. I saved this for last on purpose. Uh... Man. So, the basic gist of this story is Poison Ivy is taking over every single person on the planet, and Batman and Catwoman, uh, Batman realising what's going on, gets out of bed, he punches Alfred out, and, and obviously at this point you're not entirely sure what's going on, you're kind of like, you know, trying yeah. to read what's happening, like, why, why is he punching Alfred? But you see Alfred I'm reading this going, cause, he's finally broken. Yeah, because Alfred had a bat right in his hand, you see that at the end, you're like, okay, something was up, it wasn't just Alfred, there was there's something going on. Right. And... Mm. He gets to the inoculation and he, 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 he puts it in, you know, Selena, and then he puts it in himself. So it's like, okay, right, so yep. what's what's happening? And then they wake up again, an outfit, and that's when Ivy, like, starts talking through Alfred and we kind of get the actual, what's going on? She's taking over everyone. She actually speeds in the Flash <laughs> to take a punch. Uh, that's which, pretty great. And honestly, yeah. my first thought when I looked at that panel is, damn, I want Jaden on Flash now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that was my first thought. I, 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 was, I was like, "Hey, hey, it's fine. I got more flashes." Yeah, more flashes to <laughs> speed in. Um, things I learned in this issue: both Selena and Bruce sleep just buck naked. Like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just you know, I don't things you don't think of. Like, I don't think what. But if I was if I was as uh in as good shape as Bruce Wayne, I'd probably sleep butt ass naked as well. I thought you were going to say, if I was in shape as Bruce, I'd never wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, no, you know, he, he doesn't, does he? Because he, he, he has some boxes on when he, when he gets up. He doesn't he doesn't stop to put those on. Oh, okay, he's got boxes. Oh. Okay, well, there you go. I wasn't paying attention to that. I just I noticed when he got to the lab, Janin was, was going out of his way to cover up Selena. You know, because yeah, because Selena's definitely not worried. She's she's come out in yeah. the in 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 the the bed sheets. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Bruce is just sat there, and that's what made me pick up on it. Was like, just and it's not bad. Like it's not a complaint. It's just something I noticed. Like the the tables or the the stuff that's in the way to cover her up. It's it's uh, after after Bruce injects her. Yeah, and she falls down. It's yep. oh, her arms conveniently covering everything. There, exactly. And I was like, yeah, oh man, yeah. oh look at that. They're just. I just I always imagine Bruce sleeps in a form of the bat suit just to be ready to go. Well, to be fair, you know? when they wake up the second time, they're both in costume. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so again, something happened in between the inoculation and. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the yeah, stuff here right. we're missing. Uh, oh. So so this sets yeah. up where the world's been taken over by Ivy. Hence the title, everyone loves Ivy because there's that great double pitch spread of like even Superman and lots of random people and someone who's clearly <laughs> Donald Trump uh, <laughs> saying I love you too. Um, but so basically, you've got Batman and Catwoman having to team up to take down Ivy. Now, obviously, 
Ivy and Catwoman have a relationship, so that's obviously a bit more oh. personal right away, mm. uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but now, so them having to like, work together on their own uh, is, uh, is an interesting conceit. That, this issue is mostly yeah. set up. It's very intriguing set up. There's a lot of like, oh, what's going on? What's going well, on? Until they, they kind of start to reveal even, it towards the end. Even the last page where she's like, how did she do it? Or Catwoman tells Batman. And he's like, I don't know. Well, why did she do it? I don't know. How do we stop like, it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I love that's how it leaves it. Because you're thinking this the whole time. You're like, is this a dream? Is this just her monologuing? Well, that's the thing. Th- you know? Before they start like full out telling you, like, when she starts monologuing and saying what's, what's going on, like I was like, is, is the first part a dream? Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like, yeah. suss it. Mm-hmm. Or is Bruce going nuts? And it's the other two yeah. who are normal. Like, what's you know what's happening? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's obviously obviously that's gorgeous. It doesn't seem to be, does it? What's that? No. Uh, a dream. Everything seems no. to be happening. Oh, it does. As, yeah, it as does. By by the second part of the issue, definitely. But yeah. I'm talking about up to that point. You know, if but this is the second time in King's Run. I feel like he, and this might just be me projecting. He might have an affinity for Ivy because he made her super badass in more jokes and riddles. Like that scene where she's talking to Riddler, and she takes out the the Fal- Falcone's guys mm. in the park. That was such a great scene. That was Janin as well. And now you have this where she's taken over the world. She says she has control of seven billion people. You know. Yeah, and she mentions that she's done it through the green. I- I'm really waiting for someone to call in Swamp Thing to help fight her. I'm really waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is funny because in in Snyder's run we got that in Rot World those two talking yeah yeah well, i mean we've had them interact before of course and it's usually a yeah. fun little thing because obviously they're both you know connected to the green well but... and swamp thing's kind of like no i kind of agree with her she's i mean yeah she's a little crazy but you know i don't and disagree. maybe this is too far even for him though yeah, yeah maybe. and that, that's where he gets pulled and in then obviously we we did set him up earlier in this run so we did yeah, yeah. we did uh Makes sense. that was a fantastic issue as well uh <sighs> So no, yeah. obviously the art was gorgeous here. Like, every 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 panel was a <laughs> was a revelation. As soon as you open it up, I'm just like, yep, there it is. Okay, I need this on yeah. my so, wall. So here's a question, Matt. Which page were you? Um, uh, how how do you? Uh, Blown away. I, I was going to say splurging your load somewhere over. Was it either the full page spread of her face close up, or oh. was it the dull page spread of her sitting there on her throne? Which one was the there, more? Was that one. So, so the first page, that was the first one that got me. You open it up, and she's just, you know, regular. You know, she's Pam. Mm. And and as it goes, she becomes more and more Poison Ivy. And then you get that double page where she has control over everybody. I thought that was pretty cool, too. That's just Janin doing with whatever. And then, like you said, the throne. Like, it's going to be hard to pick a panel right now. Because mm-hmm. I thought I knew. And then it, it constantly changes. It's definitely from this book. I ain't, I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not going to do anybody the disservice. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let's keep it your pants till the end of the show, Matt, when you can you can yeah. properly scourge so, this out. But, like, we all know we all love Jan and Art. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the first time where I'm just like, I need to protect this issue. I need to, to lock it up, get it slabbed. That might be my favorite thing ever. So, yeah. All right. I'm definitely intrigued so, as to where they're going Matt, with this. Matt was as predictable as ever. Yes. Yeah. I, I, um, sometimes, you know, you guys, you always say I venture into self-parody. Sometimes I just can't help it. I mean, you know, he, like, he, he, got, he got this and the news that Chastain's probably going to be in it too in the same week. I mean, he's just, he's over there and he's, he's red-headed heaven yeah. right now. Yep. 
Uh-huh. Uh, no, I liked Esther quite a bit. I, I thought it was intriguing. Uh, it did have that dreamlike quality, even if it's not actually dreamlike, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Where you try to figure out what's going on. It was, a, it was a very quick read. Quicker than I think I'm used to yeah. from Batman lately. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, no, not that that's a bad thing. It, just, it was just like, oh, oh okay. Oh, well, no, done. but yeah, the art tells a lot of the story, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with the quicker uh, issues. Uh, I mean, if every issue is going to be quicker, it's a bit weirder. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, especially weeks like this, pace where you're yeah. so loaded. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wasn't a criticism. It was yeah. just something that I, I noticed. Yeah, no, uh, but obviously, yeah. So art's gorgeous. I'm intrigued by the story. I, I don't know if this how many issues this arc is. It's just the two. Is it just the two? Okay. Yeah, I uh, think so. That's a little disappointing. Just because I yeah you know, I wanted Jan in for at least a few more. Yeah, so but we'll see uh, how how he wraps this up next time then. But no, it was a really good issue, uh, which will take us out to Superman forty one. James Robinson writing, uh, Ed Bennis on art. This is uh, of course the second part of a two part. There was very similar to that Green Lantern story from not too long ago, where this planet is uh, about to be destroyed, kind of like Krypton, and Superman's trying to save them. But the alien race is like, no, we have our beliefs. We are we're going to go down with the planet. That's that's what we believe in. Uh, but he obviously met the scientist. It's like a planet of like seahorses, basically. Is the yep. best I can describe them. Uh, and this, this, I mean, this entire issue was basically this scientist. Uh, all all the previous scientists were purged on the planet. He's he was the one who survived. His wife. Yeah, yep. and he basically built a ship for his offspring that's in like a sort of containment thing, an embryo kind of stasis field. And very much like a birthing matrix from yeah. And all, all, all I could feel like was, this is basically, I mean, it's on the nose. It's like, okay, this is just exactly like Superman. You've got, you've got yeah. this scientist yeah. sending his kids away. Yeah. And yeah, so a- the first part, I feel this is very indicative of Robinson uh, lately, like both with Wonder Woman and here, is the first half is kind of clumsy and it's super clunky and you're like, okay, I get it. And then you get to the back section and it's Superman having discussions with with the the people on the planet, and even the scientist, as you know, he's dying from his wounds. And I think that's what really clicks. You know, uh, Superman saying that he's never going to lose hope, like, and because that's what drives him is like, yeah, you can you can be all dire, and this is be resigned to your fate. But as long as there's a glimmer of something better, that's all that really matters. And I think that nails Superman's character, no matter what it's, era it's, you're rating him in. No, I agree. I think it's definitely it's still clunky throughout. It's you yeah. know right up until it shuts up and the planet explodes. Yeah. But uh, which is gorgeous, by the way. The, the art for yeah. for that couple of pages is just yeah, it's pretty yeah. solid throughout. But the the actual well, planet explosion is just incredible. yeah. And I like when Ed Bennis draws Superman. I think he he lends himself to the sci-fi. Mm. It's like yeah, he catches flack for the cheesecake style stuff. Sometimes, but here where there's none of that, and it's and it's Superman looking, you know, imposing, yeah, and then like very classic planet. Superman, isn't it? Yeah, and just all the little devices, like like the stuff that uh, Clark and John are wearing, mm-hmm. you know, it's all very subtle. And- I um no, I, I kind of concur with the sentiment that once the planet blows up, uh, it's really pretty. Uh, I like the conversation with John after that about how. John feels guilty that he thought that was kind of pretty, even though it was like the death of like you know a, a civilization, and yeah. he's like, oh yeah, sometimes I feel that too. You, you get kind of in awe of the just the natural, like you know yeah. li- you know birth and death cycle. You know, I mean, 
as, as sad as yes, yeah, as, as sad as like suns exploding or planets exploding are, like it's actually you know if you see one, it's like whoa, that was like spectacular. Is you know the biggest fireworks show imaginable? Um, so I, I like I don't know why you I, watch planet Earth, right? Like you can be in the the majesty of nature. Yeah. Well, not Pete. No, because Pete but, has no soul, clearly. Yeah, and that's coming from me. <laughs> I got more of a soul than you, but just by default. But yeah, sure. Yeah, yours is downloaded and programmed. It's different, you know. But uh, you know, you're just in awe of nature, and sometimes ugly stuff happens there, and you want to divert your eyes, but that's just the natural. Yeah, you just kind uh, of watch it. I mean, the issue overall, like I think it was, it was okay. I, I think I think it is good for Superman's character and John's like teachings of him. Like I, I like. Uh, uh, the overall sentiment, I, th- I think, as as an issue as a whole, though, in terms of just being really on the nose with its messaging, I thought it was just fine. Yeah, it would have been perfect th- for an annual, you know, instead of two I issues. I agree with that, yeah. I, I think it's, yeah. you know, as a two-part, it, obviously, last issue, we were comparing it a lot to that very recent, you know, Greenland story. Mm-hmm. This issue differentiated itself from that because it went a completely different route in the end. But then it was just like, uh, okay, it's just Superman again. Yeah. So it kind of just went from one thing to another. Yeah, yeah. It started off as the Green Lantern's issue, and then it turned into just a retelling of the Superman Krypton story. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's a, it, yeah. I mean, it was fine though. Like I say, it was very pretty at the end. I, I don't regret reading it. I don't have any ill will towards it, but it's not you know something I'm going to probably find that I mean, memorable. If Superman's going to teach us on a lesson. I'd rather have it be something like this than going to a museum and reading the plaques. That's the second time he's uh, made a dig at that that two part. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt's still bitter. Yeah. Oh, I am. We got we got the Bizarro story next, which is probably the last like oh. pro- full proper arc we're getting from uh, Tomasi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that though. We all know. Uh, at least me and Connor have a have a soft spot for Bizarro. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. Red Hood may have ruined that for Connor. He may uh, change his opinion. No, because I've still got fond memories of the, especially the the uh, the DCU uh, series. Yep. That that was Heath Corson. particularly great. With Colin yeah. the Chupacabra. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to the Bizarro arc, and hopefully it sends off to Mass English on a high note, because it's not been a high note they, they for a while. They need one, don't they? Yeah, they really do. They but do. It, it'd be nice they, to if, think their last little story was, you know, I, I back think, on form. Yeah, we, we know they're going into something else after, if, if it is detective or not. Whatever it is, it would be really nice for, to, to go into it going, okay, they've still got it in them. Uh, well, probably just Tomasi, because I think Gleason's doing art on action still, at least for the first issue of it. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, I wasn't sure. Obviously, he, he's been credited as storyteller even when uh, when t- when he hasn't been doing the art. So yeah. I wonder if he's still going to be working as a storyteller with Tomasi going forward. It could be, but the rumour was just Tomasi. And then Gleason's okay. actually been... Well, not solicited, because also sorry, yeah, but it was, it was announced as the art on I, action comics. I, mean, I, I don't mind Tomasi writing Batman. Some of, you know... Sometimes it's slow to start, but I end up really enjoying it. So, you know, that's fine. I just, I feel like once they injected Manchester Black into, you know, Rebirth, it was just kind of weird. It was all, it was all downhill from there, which was... Yeah, nice. it, hasn't, it hasn't really rebounded since. Like, there's been a bright spot here and there, but yeah, since then, it's been rough. Yep. All right, that'll take us on to Justice League 39, Christopher Priest Ray and Ian Churchill on the art. And, uh, of course, we'll continue with the fan story. Uh, and, again, there's multiple things going on here. And Priest is hitting at some major ideas uh, as, as he's going through this. He's, he's unloading the kitchen sink. Because now we know that he, he knew he only had, like, six issues mm-hmm. or so, right? And, man, he just ramped this one up. 
Yeah. I, I think it's funny that this is technically a part one, but it's like, we're, you know, as you say, we're continuing the fan stuff. It's like, this doesn't feel like a part one in any way. It does, no. Mm. It, it feels like when it's done, it'll be like one eight or nine issue story, however long it's been since it yeah. yeah. started. Um, so, yeah, so first, I will, we'll address Jessica first because uh, obviously that was a big point of confusion last issue. Um, still is. It still is, yeah. It's not been cleared up yet. She. she remembers doing something and she seems to regret doing something and feels weird about it uh we do see batman like on the team with the jla like during the mission but we never actually hear from batman this issue we never hear him speak i don't think no oh Oh, matt's going uh i i I did notice just in the art batman's looking very blue this this issue mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not adverse and there's there's also other batman assembling at the courthouse, yeah, and yeah. obviously Simon references he's probably in the courthouse because he's a master. Dis- not Simon, sorry, uh, uh, cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. I think that's what I probably did. I might say cyborg, and I said Simon instead. Simon. Uh, but he uh, he says because he's there, and like, they're all given like, oh, t- we were expecting Superman, the leader of the Justice League. He's like, I am the leader yeah. of Justice League. I'm cyborg. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. But he he's like trying. He's like, oh, Batman probably is hearing these complaints. He's probably in the room right now because he's a master of disguise. <laughs> And there's like one person that sort of lingers on to imply that is Bruce, but you know it never actually confirms it or anything like that. So they seem to be kind of playing with where is Bruce. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the person that they linger on that 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 that, that ends up being John, right? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take word for but it. But I took it as Pete said, like he's it's a master of disguise. So when you find out that it is John, that it's a double because he too, you know, mm-hmm. being a shapeshifter. No. That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. I, I um, I'll be honest. I didn't realize we saw who John was before he appeared. Yeah, yeah Cyborg it... talks to him. Oh, yeah, okay. When I skimmed through it before we read it again, I, I kind of glossed over that page. <laughs> but it's also it's fair because this is what I noticed Priest does even in Deathstroke. He throws so much at you so fast that even though this yeah. ships twice a month. You kind of forget story points because there's so much. Yeah, I'll be honest. I completely forgot about that conversation with Jean when he's disguised. Mm-hmm. I remember him showing up with Jessica because I remember it's very. He's got that great panel at the bottom of the page where it's just like he's in like shadow and his eyes are kind of like lighting up and it's yeah. it's uh, doing all that. Um, yeah. So, but having so basically, Marshall Manhunter wants the Green Lanterns for a mission, so they go off with him. Uh, all, almost off off page actually because it's just it's the next page yeah. and like. Cyborg just meant, oh yeah, they're off. They're off planet with uh, Jean. They're doing something. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it feels like there's a there's a plan going on there, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, it feels like something's happening. Something they're not telling the reader about. Um, I did like Jessie's awkwardness when she wakes up and she's like, oh god, what did I do? And I'm I'm pretty convinced that that wasn't actually Bruce. <laughs> that she no, it's one of those courthouse Batman. Yeah, uh, or then again, like something must have come over her. Like I'm wondering, like. Maybe he gave her a drug or something to to make her horny. I don't know. Like, but I feel like there's there's something just, going on here. It's not just as simple as she felt like kissing Batman and went for it. Yeah, because we know her character. We know yeah. her her history with you know anxiety and whatnot. Like, it that's not again not trying to speak for those with anxiety. That just doesn't seem like somebody that you know that's something she would do. You know, yeah. it's a it's a very confident move, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of this issue, we f- we see that I mean, the fan has also been a master of disguise. We see him as Aquaman early on. Aquaman's in the desert, uh, 
dehydrate and, and he shows up and kind of helps him out. Uh, Still just ripping people. I love, oh man, Aquaman's so much uh, fun. And he basically says, yeah, you know, I heard all that conversation, like, you're right, I'm a problem that can't be solved. Like, I know too much, I can never testify. Yeah. But, at the end, we see that he can also comp- disguise as a, as a woman because he's, he's the lawyer. This lawyer that we see in this issue uh, yeah. is there to like, work with Cyborg and Cyborg brings her up to the watchtower and at the end, we see that it's actually the fan. So I'm like, okay, so maybe it was the fan who was kissing Batman <laughs> last issue? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, maybe. I mean, he heard, he, he heard all that conversation. I can't remember if Jess mm-hmm. was in that scene, but I would stand to, to reason. Yeah. If she yeah, was. Well. Uh, so... so- so that's on the case. Obviously, the, perhaps the more interesting stuff in this issue is the crisis that's going on uh, mm-hmm. and the public reaction to how the Justice League intervened. The JLA have tracked this train that's derailed and it's got a lot of chemicals and stuff on it, which, if left unattended, could actually cause yeah. something resembling a small nuclear explosion. So they're dealing with that and they call in the rest of the Justice League uh, to help. And basically, to the public, it looks like the Justice League just fly past the poor area and go yeah. straight to and we we kind of know they're going towards because that's where the train is and they're going to deal with the yeah. train. Yeah, they're, the public... they're dealing with the most dangerous aspect first. Like yeah, you should. But, but to the people that are already trying to spin against the Justice League, because we've seen you know they're causing all these these problems from from the beginning and Congress speaking out against them, they're spinning that into oh no they're going past the south side of Chicago, uh, where you know. Uh, I'm trying to put this delicately, not to upset, you know, so it doesn't get spent. But we're poorer, more in need area, which it's not as in danger as the richer part, you know. That was just you stumbling over your words for for no, whatever no, reason. So I, I was trying uh, to think of the words and I couldn't. So. Uh, no, 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 they fly past people and they're like, hey, why are they, why are they, why are they leaving us? Why are they not coming back and saving us? And then, you know, we see like the social media posts of like, hey, like, I see how it is. They're, you know, they're going to save the rich people. I, I thought that was uh, really interesting that they actually used the Twitter logo. I didn't even yeah. notice, did they? It's, it's, it's the, yeah, it's the actual the little the little blue bird, which is, is unusual for DC. Typically, they kind of just use their own knockoffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wonder uh, maybe they've got a new deal in place where they can just use Twitter if they want to actually yeah. use it. For something, huh? yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, usually they'll come up with something lame like Twitter instead of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 some of that. Yeah, uh, no. there's actually I, I like some of the what, probably my favorite panel in the book. Actually, there's a, there's a there's a panel of Batman holding a child crying, and it's in the snow. Yeah. Uh, that's a really nice. Oh, yeah, panel. it's right at the right at the end where he's yeah. kneeling. Yeah, that's a really yeah. nice panel. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. But hey, but so, someone, uh, someone in Chicago uh, calls someone who knows Victor well enough to have his number. Uh, yeah, calls him and is like, "Hey, they all left us back here, and uh, Victor like, well, I should be down there. I'm going down." And then that's when we find out the fan's been left alone in the watchtower. So as always, as always with Priest, there's probably just a little bit too much plot in the issue. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, most of what's yeah. happening is interesting. There's stuff going on. I can't, yeah. He's hitting the big ideas, which are which are great. So yeah, I, agree. I, I feel like the. The JLA inclusion felt a bit like, oh, oh yeah, these guys are a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were just like, oh yeah, Batman, come on, calling, calling well, you, your side squad. I, I think it's set because if I remember the solicits, there's a, there's a sort of Justice League versus JLA kind of thing coming up. I think this is just like planting them for that, like next issue or maybe this oh, year it, after. It makes sense. It just felt really sudden that there was just like, mm. oh, big, you know, big full page spread of here's the the JLA. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess they're in this. 
Yeah, there wasn't really like a build up to it to suggest, oh, don't worry, we've got so- there's someone else like you know taking care of this right now, and then it- then it cut to them. That would maybe make more sense. They, but... Yeah, they just just show up on the next page randomly. I was like, uh, okay then. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair fair criticism. Um, yeah, I-, I think I think Priest is a good writer who stuffs too much into every issue. Um, yep. Yeah. And I think, obviously, we feel that with Deathstroke as well, because we, we struggle to remember things. Hey, hell, I, I forgot an entire conversation with Jean in this issue, and mm-hmm. I was excited when I first read that. I'm like, oh, Jean's here! Oh! Yeah. And I forgot. I, I think it's a case of a priest of... It, it will, will always read fantastically, you know, as, as a one whole piece of work mm. at the end. But, you know, issue by issue, it's like, okay, okay there's a lot here to digest. Yeah, I, w- I wonder maybe if he would be better doing, like, graphic novels instead. And he probably yeah, won't. Maybe. He probably won't because yeah. obviously, like they they want him to do monthly issues. But uh, I I think he'd be more suited for like a, a prestige format book. Yeah, uh, maybe. Where you get the the, the extra length. Well, imagine him doing an Earth One where he's given carte blanche to oh, do whatever. Oh God! <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you think he's sitting on uh, social issues and that's just just give him carte blanche and a a book like that, yeah, just to yeah, go yeah. nuts. I, I, I did really like the inclusion of the, the, the tweets in this, though. I thought it gave it a nice sense of pace that, uh, you know, it, it kept a consistent through line, yeah, even it, though it, we were jumping yeah, around things. because it did it two or three times, and every, so it felt like it split it up nicely into chunks. You're kind of right there. Mm. Uh, so, I'll, no, I'll give it credit for that. Um, so, yeah, so there's, there's, there's things, things things happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of things uh, happening. Uh, art's pretty solid. Um, maybe not quite as good as the, the previous arc. No, like I say, I really like that Batman panel. Uh, otherwise, like there were some panels that I quite liked. There were some panels that I thought were a bit more, more shaky. It was kind, it was kind of yeah, a little bit here, miss. Like the, the the panel of Superman with the chains dragging the train looked mm. a bit like yeah, okay, Superman looks a little bit off. Yeah. But overall, it's pretty solid. Well, there you go. That's a Justice League. Uh, the obviously it's doing some interesting things, and we'll uh, see uh, how how this. Uh, Please. I'm really curious as to what the Green Lanterns and uh, Jean are up to. Um, also, I like how it actually gives a caption box or an editor's note saying, uh, see Metal Number 5 for the return of Jean Jones. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, there's not really much of a story there. He just kind of showed up and was already on that planet, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was on Thanagar Prime. And he's like, yeah, I've been undercover. Where have you guys been? <laughs> I love that. He's been missing for years and he's like, oh, I've been undercover. Sorry. It's yeah. fine, don't worry about it. I, I, well, I got it. It's up there with Dude Bro Starro for no reason. You know? I'm like, sorry, can we can we call him Starbro from now on? Please? Starbro, perfect. There you go. Starbro. It's it's been bugging me. I'm like, no, no, no. This this yeah. that needs to be the thing. All right, this one and I didn't come. Let's move on to Green Ladders number forty one. Tim Seeley writing Barnaby Bagenda on the art. Uh so Superhuman trafficking, continuing with that. Uh, we get a little flashback at the start with uh, Simon and, and Knight pilots like date and like how you know why why he kind of like, he's in, he's into her, uh, but we've got uh, yeah so we've got we've got them going with the criminal to this planet which ha- has another name but the end like, everyone just calls it Hellworld and Hellhole or Hellhole there you go yeah uh, I, I I know it was Vegas something because they, they at one point they said oh we'll get the the vegan police but it just looked like vegan police and I just thought of Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, I can I can see that. Uh, so it's basically a, a planet that crime is kind of kind of like the law. Like there's no like crime is the system, yeah. it's the economy. Like people like 
but honestly, the, the thing that maybe cracked me up most in this, while there's like a chasing going on later on, there's like a, one of those big like hologram like sort of like uh, advertisements from like Blade Runner, like in the city, be like, hey, if you murder someone, call us to clean up the body, no questions asked, because murder should be clean. And I just that, that really cracked me up. I, I don't know. That was my sense of humor, yeah. I guess. So I, I did some digging because this this involves like a thread from the Omega Men. Yeah, scraps because, scraps the uh, the the, the criminal yeah. they've got from Omega Men, and it it makes uh, it sounds like the this this uh, this big like church they're they're hinting at, at the end yeah. is also from Omega Men. That's what I'm getting from the story. But yeah, and so you know we know that that Seely and King work well together, you know from from the time on on Grayson, mm-hmm. and then King had written Omega Men. Uh, so I did some digging, and uh, even the artist Begenda did Omega Men. So this is almost like a, a reunion of sorts. Yeah, folks actually t- uh, told us that in the comments last week as well. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even mention that. That's because I don't look. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But well, no, so, I, just, I, I, I didn't want people to think you were taking credit for finding it. When, and obviously, oh, I'm, yeah, I know you didn't look, but I'm just making sure. Like, no, people didn't mention that. People told us that gotcha. last week. Uh, now, I, I had to find out for myself because it was driving me nuts why this feels familiar, but kind of not. Um, so so now it made me want to check out the Omega Men to see what, what all that was about. Because if it's set in this, you know, where crime's all kind of the way that society is set up, uh, and then you introduce Kyle Rayner into that. I think that's super interesting. Uh, and now you're throwing in the Green Lanterns even more well, to it. Well, here's what I mentioned. So they go to this planet, and they disguise themselves as these, like, I don't know, mercenaries, um, bounty hunters, whatever they are. Uh, and their names, so Jessica is disguised, and we're using the disguising technology here, by the way, so that, that's full, fully in now. Just while we're on that, there's a, there's a throwaway line where Jessica says, yo, I've only been making constructs like a really short time, and now I'm yeah. expected to do this. And I'm like, you know, it feels like you've been confident with your constructs for a while yeah. now. Like, uh, yeah. Well, much- I, I'm not liking this disguising tech. Just out no, of me either. Because yeah. I feel like the Green Lantern energy should always be green. You know, so yeah. even if you could disguise... It should You'd be have green. a green. Yeah. Even when uh, you know when they make the bodies at the end yeah. for the for the other people, they're still bright green bodies. That it's like you. Well, okay, you wanted them look realistic. You should have done. You know, made them like disguised bodies. But no. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. I, no. I concur with that. I do like the panel though, where the 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 construct. She actually look peeks through it, and you can see her eyes or real eyes through the yeah. construct. Actually, that's a little, little, funny little panel, but. Uh, I actually, no, I generally concur. It's kind of like how I don't like when they make something that actually produces something. Like, you know, a flamethrower actually produces a flame. Like, at least yeah. make it a green flame. But no, it's producing real fire. Yeah. That bugs the shit out of me. Um, yeah. But, hey, so yeah. But anyway, back to the important part that I was getting to. So, Jessica is disguised as someone named Baba Fatish. And then, uh, Dorgas Brick is uh, who Baz is disguised as. Yeah. Uh, so these are reject Star Wars names, uh, is basically Easy. how I'm putting yeah. them. And yeah, so they, they, they try and uh, pretend to be criminals, and they they basically get caught out because uh, someone swipes someone else on a dating app <laughs> from across yeah. the plot, yeah. across, across they, the they, universe. They, they, they see fattish, the real fattish yeah. tagger self. It's somewhere yeah. on a different planet. So, which I thought that was pretty funny because in in the age of social media. That's something that can happen. Oh, absolutely! You know? Yeah, you can cut in a lie because you're, you're, you're yep. the real person's you're checking in. Yep. 
there's some fun stuff uh, where just ah oh, because because uh, they keep they keep calling them the piggies because they're you know they're like cops and right. it's like oh this piggy's had enough and she makes a giant like boar uh, to chase mm-hmm. them down. So yeah, that's some fun stuff. I, I like the action sequence with the chasing. Like I say, I like, I like the uh, the hologram adverts in the background and stuff. Um, and they basically track them down and like, hey, we'll make you a deal. You you make it look like we've killed some green lanterns and we'll tell you the information you want where you where you want to go. Uh, and that's that's the gist of the kind of what the issue is. But it's it's amusing. It's amusing all the same. Uh, and meanwhile, we see Night Pilot is shipped off uh, to this uh, this church. Yeah, uh, Order the, of the Steed. Order of the Steed. That's yeah. it right there. Yeah, and. Um, that's a big kind of cliff fire. That's where she is. But the lanterns yeah. seem to be on their way there too. So yeah, this this religious order seemed to be behind you know the the, the bad stuff. Yeah, everything that we've been seeing for this art. Yeah. So uh, I enjoyed this show uh, quite a bit. I, I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I will say I I am feeling like I'm suffering for not having read Omega Man. And that that that's my long diatribe was I like this world, but I feel like it's very reliant on the Omega Men and having a small familiarity <laughs> with it. I think, not that it's bad, because I still am liking what I'm reading, because it feels like this whole lived-in world, but, yeah. It's kind of just in the back of my mind when I'm reading it, going, I feel like I should have read that for some of this. I'm not having too much of that problem. I feel like, um, yeah, I'm getting the sense that, okay, a lot of this stuff would maybe be cooler if I I knew what these characters were. It was the same as that uh, the arc on Nightwing, where it was like, okay, you, you probably should have read Grayson for this arc. Um, yeah, yeah. Although that, I mean, having someone who's not really read much of Grayson and has not read Omega Men, uh, I had more of a problem with that Nightwing arc, I think, than I do this. Uh, as at the well, moment, I agree that lent yeah. into it even more than this has. But I feel yeah, like because... it could go deeper into it because I think so far, at least, this is treating it like it's assuming the audience probably don't know what these things are, and it's just yeah. kind of like you know, it's making it clear. Okay, so we're going to this planet. This is the rules. Uh, yeah. You know, this this yeah. church we're setting up as the villain. Story was a de facto Grayson finale. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So that, so that was way more uh, kind of like uh, I just, alien. I think it's curious that Seeley, I don't know if they're asking him to do this or he's doing it on his own, but he seems to like to, to tie it back into these other stories, which is cool. I, I mean, it adds to a greater continuity. Uh, I think I think I think, maybe, I think it's probably something that he's choosing. It's very you know John's Morrison. Of, I, you know, I like also think the reason why he's intentionally making this one less alienating for people who have not read it is he's probably assuming that less people actually read Omega Men, yeah. and he's making sure it's more you know friendly to people who didn't read that. I, I think yeah. it's a reasonable assumption because yeah. uh, Omega yeah. Men obviously was popular, but I don't think it sold amazingly. Obviously, that was before no. King. Oh yeah, I think time. Omega Men if it came out now would do insane numbers because king's kind of risen yeah, yeah. But... so so it's... now there's that and vision that i have to order to... It's, yeah I, I, I see it's, it's i tried the first like two issues of omega men and i just yeah. I couldn't do it i i will go back and read it i know i'm a king fan i will do it and i do want to read vision as well they're, they're on the, the to read list oh i think that was one of the artists that marvel lost right the the, the artist from vision probably uh, yeah i'll take a word for uh, it yeah yeah i mentioned at the start i couldn't re- yeah. i think i think it was that one there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, no, no, I'm just having fun. And yeah, just one final point. Point. I like how at one point when they're disguised, there's a joke about oh, are you two having sex, and it just makes Jess feel awkward because of the the whole dating yeah. app thing from last issue. She's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, that's going on. No, no, Which is still popping up in this issue. You know, she's still staring at yeah. it, and Simon's like, hey, you know, you, you found someone yet? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's still. A, I think it's going to be a running joke, and I think it will end at the end of the arc with her kind of admitting, and he'll just kind of laugh it off and be like, don't be silly, don't stop. 
you know, I feel like it's going to end I, in a, I, I, a joke. No, I, I, I will think that they'll go on a date just to be like, well, okay, it's saying that we should, yeah. so they'll do. They'll well, yeah. I still it's think just... it's they match because they're close because they're partners. You know, yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not necessarily romantic. It could be platonic. Yeah, I, I, I think means. no matter what, ultimately, I feel like the ending of this is going to be realizing that now we are platonic. Let's not, yeah. <laughs> let's not do any of this. At least that's my hope anyway. But. Uh, but it, it feels like it's playing it for a joke more than as like, oh, actually setting up a romantic thing. So, hey, uh, so let's move on to Nightwing thirty nine. Sam Humphrey's writing Jamal Campbell and Phil Jimenez on the art. Uh, Jamal Campbell was the same artist who did the start and end parts of the last flashback issue, which uh, you know that was a good part of that issue in terms of the art. Uh, and again, yeah, it, yeah. it kind of uh, mirrors what which uh, Chang's been doing. And then Jimenez does the flashback, which has much better art than the last flashback did. Because uh, Jimenez is pretty good, so um, yeah. but obviously it's using that same that same idea where the flashback has a different artist. Um, uh, this flashback was inherently a lot more interesting than the last one, though, because the last one was just like here's a story of when Robin was like with Batman. So and... here's my thing: this is Humphrey's fourth or fifth issue on Nightwing now. Fifth. Yeah, and we've had two flashbacks and five issues. Extended flashbacks as well. Yeah, so I'm just like. Yeah, I get it. We want this to be somebody from his past, mm. but I feel like if maybe we'd space them out a little bit more. Here's, here's my thing, though. I don't think there's a problem with this issue. I think was, that only feels like a problem because we had the last one. The last I, one was I, the one I, that was meaningless. Yeah, I, that's I, what I, I mean. disagree with that, though. I think this issue feels really overwritten compared to usual. Oh no, I, I prefer this one to that mess of. One. Oh, this is better than that. Don't be wrong. Yeah, but it, compared so, to the other issues, th- this is why like, I said earlier. I feel like Chang is having more of a say than than maybe you might think you know i know he's, he's only credited as artist but i'm wondering how much if it's more you know a, a storyteller in terms of maybe there's a bit more trust in in his work as the series regular in terms of you know okay not as many caption boxes because he seems to be carrying it a lot more without you know so much going on well here, here's the thing too is i feel like humphrey's got ahead of himself like he got so excited to write nightwing and he had the, he's probably had the story in his head for years, right? Like, he's a proclaimed Nightwing fan. Hmm. That I think he kind of wrote himself into a box. And then instead of letting us slowly find out about the judge, he kind of just made him this, like, super cool low-key villain and then just amped it up the last three issues. You know? So the first two was kind of like, oh, who is this guy? Drinking pineapple drinks and making people do whatever. Uh and now here he had to do this extended explanation of things. So, um, here's the thing: I actually kind of like what it does with his backstory in this. I do think it should be more spread out. I feel like we get too much yep. too quick. I, uh, I do, I do, I do generally like the idea though that they tie it into uh, him being the first judge of Bloodhaven and. Like, like there's this. There's been this. This is the problem. We only learn this issue for the first time about this. Uh, what was it? The, the sea monster, whatever they call it. The, the sea butcher. Sea they, butcher. Well, yeah. They talked about it last time because you had um, who's this Bullock? Uh, Svoboda. Svoboda. Reading to her daughter before she left, and she's like, oh, oh, okay. "I don't want the sea butcher uh, to get me." Right. I, I, I didn't. I didn't recall that that reference, but yeah. Um, and, but that's been it. And then they kind of hinted that it was Guppy's dad who was the actual sea butcher all those years. So that's cool. That's a cool part of the mystery. But here, just to be like, nope, it's the judge. He's He's got these you know wonky powers. He has to return to the sea. 
I was just like, man, this could have been cool going longer. You yeah. know, like I think that they're, they're really great ideas throughout this issue, yeah. but I feel the execution's kind of really clunky and poor, which is why I feel like okay, maybe, maybe Chang was doing a bit more in the the storytelling and refining the yeah. way it was told. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing. I, I don't know if it's that. I, I think the other possibility is he thought he may have had more issues. Yep. And then, yeah, ha- and then after a few, he was told, "No, you've only got this much left." And he's like, "Oh shit!" And he maybe had to condense it in a little bit because I really yeah. feel like this was this was a lot of information crammed yeah. in. I feel like I feel like we need another issue building up this this sea butcher, and then yep. kind of like connect them together maybe later. Um, so, so you get that moment where you're like, "Oh crap!" The judge and the sea butcher are the same guy. Like, you know? Yeah, as it is, I'm like, uh, no, okay, sure. No. Yeah. Uh, but I like the judge as a villain still. That doesn't change it. Like, I like how his entire origin is that he is, you can be seen from different perspectives. He's kind of a good guy. Oh, yeah. You know, he he's let corruption his, go. Yeah, his whole, his whole origin is that he was wrongly killed because he wouldn't let something go because of corruption. Like, you know, the, the yep. corrupt force powers that be put him down yep. for it, and then the sea brought him back to life and made him what he is. It's a, well, it's an awesome urban legend. Yeah. Like, you know, you could hear, and I like here that we get kind of the history of Bloodhaven, how it started off as this Dutch settlement, and then, what did they say, the English came in and made it a whale, or the Germans came in, made it a whaling town, and that's where it got its actual name of, of Bloodhaven. You know, but... He was part of the Dutch. You know, it's almost like a, a Washington Irving story. I also like know? how uh, all the present day stuff is. It's like where he's doing the this like he's, he's got Nightwing tied up. It's like under like the the, the for, yeah. for you know forgotten part of the city under the water. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so again, like like you, I can't remember if it was your comment was saying it. Like the ex the ideas are there, but the execution's just off. Yeah. yeah. So well, I like things like the the monks actually took him in. And you know, we actually mm. joined that church. I think yeah. that's something really fascinating that could have been explored to to take yeah. this guy you know, go down that religious time because that's why he he sews his eyes shut is because yeah, of that he, stuff. He chooses to do that, yeah, yeah. I, I think that should have been spread out at least over two issues. What what, what we actually get in here, yeah. and I think. I like most of the individual things on their own, and I think it is a vastly superior issue to that last flashback issue because that oh, one, I that easy, one, easy. that one, I outright hated. I just thought it was terrible. Yeah. This one, I, I mean, still... the best thing we got out of that was Baby Ruthless. Like... Oh yeah, and th- th- this issue, I actually still kind of like it. I just think it's a bit more problematic because it is squeezing in yeah. too many things. But I, I, I wouldn't call still... this a bad issue by any means. No, and I'm still not getting how he can compel people to. to if you're fighting corruption, it seems like. Instead of actually fighting it, you're creating it to have something to destroy. You know, I I don't get how his powers work with that. You know, we, how he we, compels people. We still may get that though. That's not actually yeah. something that's off the table um, yet. That's true. So. Uh, just uh, something I, I I was not a fan of in the flashback. This this might seem petty. I don't know. Um, From you probably. So it, it, make, it makes a point of saying, okay, he's not Nightwing yet. He's not become Nightwing, but he's he's not Robin either. He's kind of in between. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's and, the whole point of him going off to, to Bloodhaven in college. Right, right. Yeah. But he, he puts on his his outfit, and it's very, it's, it's basically the Nightwing suit. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, maybe like, it's maybe he's flying Grayson's outfit, which is what that disco yeah. suit was based on. Well, it, it was just it, he called it just workout clothes uh, in, in this. Yeah, so that, that was college like, to slip, trying to be funny. Yeah, know? maybe because where it was, it felt more like. You know what? I feel like this is a bit too close. It would have been better if it was if they're calling it workout clothes. Just do you know plain black, plain blue, or something. 
and because it feels like it, it undermines the, the 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 reveal of okay when he steps out as Nightwing in the costume a little bit for me. Yeah, but but I feel like if if you're a fan of Nightwing and you know that he left for college as Robin and came back to the New Teen Titans as Nightwing wearing this crazy getup, this is where that crazy getup came from. Like yeah, I feel he like- threw it on in a rush. And then it just kind of stuck. I feel like more than anything, this is just meant to be like a little wink-wink to the, his old yeah, outfit. I get it. I just... Because yeah. uh, obviously this is retconning in a story of, okay, oh, actually, this is something you forgot. I, I just don't like that, yeah, personally. Is, that, that's the deep-level stuff that I get a kick out of, you know? Yeah. So, well, it didn't well, I, I accept this is kind of petty, this one. But it just yeah. was like, yeah, I, I, I like mean, it being it, left alone. Again, it's not the biggest problem. Like, I was loving the stuff that was going on with Guppy and his dad maybe being the sea butcher and his dad working with the judge. And that's why the judge had him killed, right? Like, oh, yeah, he's dying. But I don't need Nightwing sniffing around and seeing what's going on. And that's why he did that. Because why else would he, you know, each one of these moves has a motivation for the judge to take out Bloodhaven. To get his revenge, but having Guppy kill his dad really is an outlier. So I wanted that to tie in. Maybe it still will, but I just felt like it kind of stumbled over all of that. Yeah. Um, I think that's maybe a little bit unfair because I feel like you have to see the whole story before you can criticize that specifically. I, I, no, I know, but I just with the reveal of the sea butcher again, like you said, maybe if there's more issues and you can spread it out, we can get that a little bit more. So. Like, yeah, he was seeding it, but again, the execution's the problem. I, I, I will say, you know, get, getting that news this week of, okay, so, you know, he's off Nightwing and, you know, a few issues. Uh, I, you know, that was before we read this, or at least for me. I, uh, it was for me, you guys. Yeah, it was, because it was yeah. before. It was, it was like Monday, uh, yeah, Tuesday. I, couldn't remember, I yeah. couldn't remember what day it was. It was, it was a while ago now. Um, and, you know, after, after reading this, I'm like, Okay, I kind of just want this to be done now because it feels like he's just it, like, like you say. Okay, there's too much plot in this issue, where it's like, okay, we've just kind of got to get through this now. Being, it's not going to be what it could have been. Yeah, being a fan of of all of Percy's Green Arrow, right from from New Fifty Two onward, I'm very excited to see what he does in Bloodhaven with Nightwing and this cast at Seeley and now Humphreys has kind of built up uh, from from Rebirth. That said, I kind of want to see what Humphreys had planned on the same hand. So it's this weird, like, and I'm wonder, excited, but I also don't want Humphreys to be over too quick. And I also wondered, what was Humphreys moving on to then? Is, is he getting an DC book, or is that, that him done? Um, well, I know he's got an image book starting yeah. later in the year. That was but part it of that feels like it was written different. just for Connor and James. <laughs> hey, it's Jen Bartel on art, and uh, her stuff is phenomenal. Check her out on Twitter. It's, it's just gorgeous work. All right, well, I guess we'll move on then to Batwoman number 12, Margaret Bennett writing uh, Scott Goodlusky on art. So Margaret Bennett's back. She actually had a, a month off last issue. We had Kay Perkins mm-hmm. for that one, uh, Professor Pig story. Uh, this took us obviously more back into the main thrust of things because this uh, was a flashback issue. I mean, the first and last page were Batwoman on a plane fire, you know, flying because she mm-hmm. found out, oh, uh, Sophia's got after you know your sister. You want to save your sister. You can come, come here. But you got to go home. But... The, the all the issue was the story finally kind of because you know we've, we've heard about how oh she she ruined the Coriana because she infected everything and uh, how did she leave how did how did that relationship end we never really got that story until now which is kind of what this issue was and we see that she actually brought up like a like a oh let's say virus a bacteria like, yeah bacteria from from the seabed when she got Relief. hit and mm-hmm. she she got 
yeah, it's infected the, the plants and the flowers, and that's why things were dying. And uh, but, ba- but basically, it all kind of amounted to uh, Kate realizes what type of person Sophia is because Sophia has someone killed, uh, even though she knows it, it had nothing to do. Yeah, Sophia knows. Yep. That this guy had nothing to do with the sickness, but to protect Kate, she does. And I'm just reading this. I'm kind of over Sophia as a character. Like, well, I'm ready for this to be done to get on to other. Yeah. Well, that's, that's stuff. that was the thing. I not not specifically Sophia, but Coriana as a whole, which I guess is the same yeah. thing because it's tied to Sophia. Mm-hmm. It, when I when I got like past the first page and it started to be a flashback. And then after a few more pages, when I realised this is probably not ending, this is probably the whole issue is the flashback, I was like, okay, I'm kind of bored of Coriana now. <laughs> I'm ready to move yep. on with other stories. Like, you had the twins. Like, we haven't seen them in forever. No. I want to get back to that. Like, that's what I was enjoying. And, and Julia Pennyworth and all of that stuff. And I just feel like they dropped it because this, you know, is what Bennett might find more interesting. Which is cool. I mean... I like this relationship of of her feeling like she she stayed on Coriana because it was it was just a swap out for her drinking, you know. It was this was the new thing. Oh yeah, and that, that's kind of how the flashback kind of ends. She 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 wants to yeah. leave because she realized she's just replacing her addiction with an addiction to Sophia, and she's like, well, yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. And then Sophia is immediately like, hey, uh, knife, have I killed? <laughs> yeah, and I kind of just like. So wait, this one relationship because Kate wanted to get away from her is the whole reason she destroyed Coriana, turned it into this, you know, massive corporate state and sold out to those twins. Like, I'm not following, you know, it's a weird line to go. Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm confused by that. I'll just say I'm not that interested by that. Well, I, I guess that that's, yeah. I just mean... When I say confused, I mean why? Yeah. From what we had seeded, I kind of want a bigger reason why. Like, Kate had completely upended the mercenaries or something, and they turned on her. And she kind of was just like, well, I need to change who I am. I don't know. This is probably the least interesting of the options. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was. I mean, it wasn't a bad issue. It was, it was just kind of like, it's no. still focused on this story that feels like it probably should have been done a while ago. And yeah. uh, now, uh, the one consolation, of course, is that it feels like it is coming to an end because it feels like we're getting to the showdown in the next issue, maybe the next two issues, maybe total. And, uh, and I'm wondering if, if this does, if we will see her sister and the whole Wonderland thing, because mm. I always like that from, from that initial I'm also, line. I'm also wondering if the book changes any, depending if the, oh. the changes in detective comics kind of like carry over yeah. in some way. That, that's Again, I'm, I'm much more interested in that version of Kate and her relationship with her dad. And, and what that means, what it means to be a soldier, I think, than this whole, her last year, and whatnot. I don't know. I mean, I mean it was again, fun at like first. Said, Back at the start of the book, the first arc with Epting yeah. was, like, fine, but... Yeah, because like you said, it's not exactly bad, I just, I'm over it. Like, I want I want to move on. I want Kate to do other stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, hopefully we actually get some confrontations next issue, though, so that may actually yeah. be a lot more satisfying. Yeah, one more island. I don't want to see the island ever again. Uh, I feel like Arrow. I don't need uh, to go there. <laughs> I, I could get that. Uh, honestly, at this point, though, yes, yeah, Sophia has lost all of her interest, I think. I just don't care about her as a character. So hopefully they wrap this up relatively quickly and we can move back on to, uh, you know, Kate 
with the other characters being doing more yeah. interesting because I because well, I, I really like the last issue because the last issue which was mainly yeah. you know focused on Professor Pig and her relationship yep. with Julia was way more fun than 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 well, this. I like how it was set up, and I know you have an aversion to James Bond, but I kind of liked that mm-hmm. she was kind of the the James Bond of the Bat family. Like her and Julia could go around the world and have these escapades, and mm-hmm. she's perfect for that because she was a soldier. She's mobile, and you know. I'm not she opposed. doesn't need to be in Gotham with the rest of them. Yeah, and I also think if she does leave the team, like this would be like, oh, she still has her own book, and that can be what you know that yeah. explains actually better why she is around, not in Gotham. She's yep. going over the place, doing all these other missions, doing yeah. other things. So, yeah. Exactly. So, so I like the potential of that, and yeah. So again, uh, and that last issue was so much fun too. So coming off of that, going. Oh, we're jumping right back in. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I, actually, I think that's what made this one feel worse is that we had like I mean, sure, it ended with the okay, so she has to go and find her sister now, but it like it was mostly a standalone story about Professor Pig and like finding Julia and like hunting, you know, doing detective work. It was really fun. And then this issue was like, oh, back to all that Sophia crap. <laughs> so yep. hey ho. Uh, but that's Batwoman number twelve. So that'll take us out to Super Sons number thirteen. Peter J. Tomasi writing Carlo Barbari on the art. And this was mostly an issue set at school uh, with uh, jo- John's uh, playing kickball and he's fighting with this girl, arguing if whether he's out or not. And they seem shots quite, are illegal. You can't they, seem, do that in kickball. they seem quite friendly though afterwards. So they've clearly yeah. got a, a repertoire going. Uh, Damien gets a helicopter to school every day, which John thinks is amazing, even though he can fly, which Damien points out. And he's like, yeah, I know, but helicopter. I, I like to think, yeah, that John's like, yeah, but I can't fly to school. Like, you know, I mm. got to keep a secret. You just have to come in and, yeah. Uh, the Tomasi just nails, like, even just back to the Batman and series, the relationship between these characters. You know, he's he's really good at dynamics like this, and he's really nailed John and Damien. Yeah, um... So the plot of this one is that Talia shows up. Obviously, there's some fun stuff at school, and they're kind of fighting about because Damien mm-hmm. gets his class like extra homework because they all don't didn't bother reading the the book they were supposed to read, yeah. and he did. So he just like answered some questions, and because he's the only good student, he's like, "Well, you're going to have a test on Monday based on the first two hundred pages of this book." But Damien's exempt; he doesn't have to do that because he already proved that he, he actually did the reading. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and everyone gets gets pissed off. But uh, Which it's like, yeah, screw me for doing the work I was told to do. Like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm on, I'm on his side in this one. Yeah, yeah I have to admit, maybe I'm being the nerd here, but I'm on his side. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so Talia well, shows up. Were those kids in school? Right. Like, it seems like it. Yeah, I did my work. Don't get mad at me, y'all slackers. But uh, Talia shows up and is like, "I need your help, child. You're you're the best. I need the best for what yeah. I'm doing," uh, and. Most, of, I mean, Talia shows up's fine, but most of the fun stuff of this is the fact that John never really knew that much about all this, so he keeps asking questions. He's like, "Wait, so you actually were part of the League of Assassins? Did you actually kill people? Did you kill a lot of people?" And Davy's like, "Oh, that, that was a lifetime ago. You're thirteen. Yeah, you're thirteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they get to use their base, which you know we've not really seen their base since they got it's it. That cute. one issue. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad, happy to see that again. Um, and I'm happy with all the the, the various. Uh, I mean, just I, I think what, what the best part of this book is not typically the plot. The best part of this book is just John and Damien playing off of each other, and that yeah. is still not gotten old. So I'm happy there's more plans for Tomasi to do stuff with them, even if this book specifically is not around uh, in a few months' time. Yeah. So I agree. That's, that's, that's... Although this will be one of those weird ones where you have all the issues. I was like, you remember when they had a Super Sons book? Hmm. 
you know, and then then we'll just go on because I definitely feel like whatever's going forward, he's gonna fold this into, you know, well, whatever bigger story. He's yeah, doing. I, I think actually my guess. Uh, I, I'm not too, I'm not feeling super strong about this guess, but my guess would be. If he's because he says he's still writing these two, he says I've got more stuff planned with the boys. We know we're getting new Titans books. I'm wondering if they actually do pull the trigger and join joining like a younger Teen Titans team with Damien and yeah. uh, Tomasi's the writer. That, that it's I mean it's not like a I'm I'm not well, super strong on it, but yeah, or or even like a world's finest kind of book, you know, where it's the Bat and Super families and yeah. you just get to see them interact. I, I'm I'm just one I'm just I'm just thinking like how would he still be writing them? I mean we know we're getting new Titans books, so it just kind of makes sense in my head but i mean yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's possible so that that was the the, the bulky issues in the in the school uh yeah but uh yeah so yeah but the, the big cliff fire of course is that uh talia has been hired to kill lois lane uh so that, that's the big thing at the end so they're gonna have to go and try and stop the assassination of lois lane uh yeah. and their dads are both away at a justice league meeting of sorts yeah I also like how it brought up stuff from the past, like uh, Leviathan and Atalia's blood that drive money, and they even bring up the silencer. Like, there's a civil war going amongst uh, the assassins. So yeah. I that was that was pretty cool. That, yeah, that was know. a nice little touch. I wasn't expecting something to reference one of those yeah. books so quickly, but yeah. uh, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because we saw Talia yeah. in that book, so mm-hmm. it's nice that they actually brought that up. So yeah, yeah, it was a good bless you. I, I, I had fun. Like mm-hmm. I usually do. So. Um, We'll move on to Aquaman, number 33, Dan Abnett and Ricardo Federici on the art. Uh, this is the end of the Crown of Thorns, or bringing down the crown, or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. So, as much as this is meant to be the end of this arc, and then we'll start the actual taking on Wrath, honestly, everything from issue 25 was at one big arc, really. It does, yeah. like, and, I, and yeah. I like that. Yeah, so it's a trilogy of arcs, if you will. I, I think, in particular, it felt like to me, at least, I know, I know this is the end of the arc, and the next one is you know, a new arc, but it felt like, okay, this is the the issue before the last of the arc, and then go take down Wrath will be the last issue, almost. Mm-hmm. But instead, we're going to have like a whole arc of taking down Wrath, which will be fine if it, if they make it interesting. As long as it's paced correctly, yeah. 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 So, well, you know, you know he still has the magic on his side. You know, those guys are still him. They took down the crown, but they're still... Out there. Yeah, it was the silent school that this the storm because most of this issue is just an action issue, which made it a very yeah. quick read. Um, not a whole ton to talk about really, but the, you know it's all action, all action. They get in the 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 king shark and the the, the sort of the gangs of the ninth trade. They do come in and help. Um, ultimately, it's kind of like a yeah cavalry here kind of moment, yep. and they take down the crown. And then Arthur swims Mira to the surface as quickly as possible because she needs to get to the surface to heal. Because the crown's down, she will actually, you know, go back to being normal, but she needs to heal for a bit first. And Yeah. yeah so that's, yeah. A, that's the whole thing. Uh, and he's like, ah, you're the queen of Atlantis now. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, that, and that sets up her mini that, that we're getting. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that went from when it was announced going like, yeah, I ain't reading that. To, oh man, I'm kind of excited. Well, yeah, because at the time it was like, why are we getting this? But now I see yeah. where it takes place mm-hmm. in the story. This is, you know, her waiting. You know, it'll be impatient that she can't go back down and you know start her yep. duties and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, and it'll wrap up her in in their town, you know. Yeah. And, and what she's doing, and I hope we haven't seen Ocean Master since New Fifty Two. Um, 
So I'm hoping this reintroduces him. Well, that's the thing. When, when, they, when they announced the mini and it was Abnet writing, I'm like, okay, this is going to tie in quite heavily to the main book, I imagine. Yeah. So here we see that, you know, Aquaman's going to deal with Wrath, so Mira's on her own and she's going to deal with the fact that she's going to become queen. So, yeah, clearly they've set up here, I, I guess, sort of two stories that are going to tangentially go side by side. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so obviously we'll be trying the, the mini. I, I imagine it'll probably be fine, given that it's Abnet again. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it's going to depend on the art. Because again, mm-hmm. you know, this series has been elevated by the art. I know, uh, you know, Titans I, I dropped, but a lot of that, a big problem was the art for that. Yeah. So, ho- hopefully, there's someone good on Mirror. I can't remember who it was. Not off the top of my head. Uh, I, I don't know if it if it keeps the you know because even before twenty five, you had the 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 man. What, what were those creatures called? Pete. Oh, the uh, the the the. the... The Deadwater was it? Yeah, Deadwater. Yeah, you had that Deadwater arc with the Aquamarines. That was a whole lot of fun. And then you had this, which is completely like reimagined Aquaman, while not you know, yeah, not changing it that much. So if he can do that with Mera, and it's even just a which, a by the way, uh, that's next week the first issue of that. So they timed this really yeah. nicely. It goes into the next yeah. issue exactly. next week. So uh, then, then I'm okay. My, my main problems with Titans with Abnett just felt like he was spinning his wheels. Here it feels like this is something that he's had planned. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Like I think Titans, that's a problem that's become more clear as times went on. And we've seen, like, because immediately Williamson got Wally, and it started to yep. feel like, oh, here, here things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't, I don't, I don't mind my time that I spent with Titans, but it definitely feels like it was a, oh. a little wheel spinner. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here it's just it's been progressively moving forward. Even even that Nemo stuff with Black Manta, I was kind of like, eh. You know, but since that ended, this has really been going forward. Yeah, so, so. since the mid-teens, this this has actually been a really enjoyable book. I, I think it, it picked up around there and it got better, uh, but it still felt like okay, these are just some some fun arcs. It was you know twenty five where it's like okay, we have a direction now. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and weirdly, it, it started to feel like Game of Thrones just because you you were dealing with different groups. Mm. Like the the widowhood became more prominent. You had the ninth tried, uh, you know, the lower classes. And then Wrath and his whole identity. I, I think know. that that word you just used, their directions, were a good way to put it. It suddenly felt like it had like a name, um, yeah. and that's been good. Obviously, the art was in this was pretty good. Uh, Federici is yeah. obviously not as amazing as Cedric, but the no. keeping the style, keeping the sort of tone, a, a, a competent replacement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly, if, like if, if, if this said. if this was the regular artist now for like years of Aquaman comics, I would not be complaining. Oh no, not at all. No. But. Like, like Pete's been saying since Sejic left or started working on something else, whatever that is, he's got, like, the color, the character designs. Mm. So it, it was really seamless going to yeah. Federici. Like I said, I feel like Sejic has set up the, the style of Aquaman for mm-hmm. years. Now. In the same way that, you know, when the New 52 started and, you know, yeah. John's and stuff, that stuff continued right up until issue 25 of this. That yeah. was the, the standard style for Aquaman. I feel like this will probably last as the the standard style for he, a while now. Even just giving him the long hair and the beard was like, yeah, you know, that was the change at the same well, time. And and the denizens of of Atlantis calling him the Aquaman, like yeah. that's mm. that's a surface name, you know. That's he's, it was always King Arthur down there, which always that's weird when you think about that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I actually yeah, I think 
I do like the idea of him being like the Batman of Atlantis down there. Now, obviously, yeah. the way you just do Batman stories, but I do like the idea no. of him being a vigilante down there. It's, it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. twist on it. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see his role in the new system. Obviously, of Mirror's Queen. So will he be? He'll presumably get some official position. Will he be some sort of enforcer? You know, you know, head of like security, whatever Atlantis has. Or does it give him like more time to spend on the surface? Do we get more surface stories yep. with Aquaman? That's that's yeah. how I took that because when they were telling that Mira would have to go down there and rule, that means they can't have their lighthouse life, and but that kind of leaves them with nothing to do. So I thought, well, he can go do the superhero stuff. You know, that's why he's palling around with the Justice League in Priest Run. You know, he doesn't have to worry about this stuff anymore. Yeah, so I'm not sure. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. See what happens. But uh, so that was Aquaman 33, uh, which uh, I'll take us on to Damage Number Two, actually, which is the last book of the week. Uh, I did read Damage Number Two. Uh, I don't think anyone else did. So no. So so uh, is it so bad that DC has a Hulk? Like, does it? <laughs> I mean. My opinion is basically unchanged from issue one, and that is it's fine. The art's good, uh, although yeah. t- Daniel's not staying past issue four, so the, you know, uh, to <laughs> that, to that, take that for what it's worth. Um, yeah. it, 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 there's a bit more character in this one. You get this idea that when he's not, you know, when Ethan's not damaged, it, it's it's like another personality in his head talking to him, like saying, "Oh, like everyone is betraying you. I'm done with this world." Um, so he and- can become damaged. Yeah, like it's it, manipulating him. Yeah, but the same, the opposite is true as well. When he's damaged, Ethan's in there talking to damage. So the the, the kind of played with that a little bit. Uh, oh, most okay. of the issue, of course, is like the action sequences. You know, Suicide Squad try to like take him out. Um, there's there's one fun moment where Giganta picks him up in her hand, and then damage just bursts through the back of her hand. He just like fights through it. Wow. And then Giganta's just in pain because she's got a hole in her hand. Uh, mm. And at the end of the issue, Wonder Woman shows up and she's like, I'll take down this monster. Uh, so, Wonder Woman's there. Well, I mean, Tony Daniel, Wonder Woman. I always enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it looks cool. So, that's, that's not bad. It looks great. Yeah, man. Uh, there's some fun beats. Like, people think he's homeless. So, like, so, someone gives him a coffee and he's like, oh, coffee, great. He, start, he, he goes to drink his coffee and he's sitting there and people start throwing money in his coffee even though he's trying to drink it. And there's like, oh, that's kind of amusing. That's funny. Funny thing. Uh, yeah. There's a knockoff McDonald's. He gets a burger because he's not had a burger in a while. What he's changed, uh, and that, no. that 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 was basically the issue. I it, it, it's it kind of sounds still really mediocre. Yeah, yeah. It, as I say, it's fine. Like there's there's no like driving force. There's it doesn't really feel like you know to use the word you used in Aquaman. It doesn't really feel like there's a big direction yet. It, it doesn't sound offensively bad. It just yeah. sounds like no, it's, okay, stuff's happening. Kind of feels like I thought it was gonna be with. This, this new age of heroes or when it was dark matter is like oh so this is basically just gonna be an artist showcase so the stories might just be mediocre then some might shine through but this is gonna be a showcase for art and this is what it sounds yeah. like it was like yeah and you I, know. I think with more books start and I'll, I'll happily say I'm probably not going to read anything else of this like I'm probably done but uh, it's not terrible like, if you're enjoying it then great like it's fine like you know yeah. that's good but uh, I feel like this is I, I will be shocked if this makes it past issue 12, and I'll even be a little surprised if it makes it to that. I, I think so the thing is, like with, with, with a book like this, is there's there's not enough there for me. It's, 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 it's fine. It wasn't a bad read, but when there's so much else out, why am I spending time and money on that? What's yeah, no, it offer me that, that, that I can't get anywhere else? It doesn't make sense. I'm actually oddly looking forward to Silencer issue 2 next week, which is 
but I yeah, didn't expect what, that. But... What I was going to say is, it's kind of weird that out of all of these, Silencer is the one that's kind of stuck the best. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, I'm removing the Terrifics from that because that doesn't feel like it's even part of the Stark Matter. They just put it there to be the flagship uh, as opposed to Metal. But mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's weird to me. Uh, I didn't read Sideways last week. Oh, uh, no. It's, no, it's, I, I ran out of time. It was all right. Better than damage. Better than damage. Not, yeah. not as good as yeah. Silencer, in in, in yeah. my opinion, anyway. Not yeah, well, so just, better, better art, but not a better uh, yeah. not a better story. story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird to me. Like Silencer is the one that's sticking out. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely read issue two at Sideways, though. I think there's potential in Sideways. Yeah, I agree with that. Because uh, it, it, Sideways, it was like, uh, okay, here's a bunch of exposition here's what it is and now the story's just going to start right at the end of the issue yeah so no, that's potential in sideways but we'll see how it goes obviously I mean it'd be, it could be yeah. dark next issue and it'll just be you know not go anywhere but um, but no uh, so that was it's just fine uh, I don't think it's going to last that long though and I don't think there's a whole lot of to keep you there if you know you, you like this week I had like eight, nine, ten other books <laughs> so, like I'm like you know damage was not the, the priority um, yeah, and the reason why I picked this over Batman the Signal was just because I knew this would be the quicker read. Batman the Signal, I knew it was going to be wordy, uh, and had a lot of books. So unfortunately, that got that got the shaft. Had that been last week, like it was last month, because that was a week one last month, I would have fit mm-hmm. it in, but it didn't happen this week. So uh, apologies if anyone was looking forward to my thoughts on that. But hey ho, yeah. uh, that 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 wraps up the books. So we, we can get to our favorites of the week. We pick our best panel slash moment, we pick our best cover, we pick our best art, and we pick our top five books of the week. Uh, we'll start with panel slash moment. Matt, since you have yours basically nailed down, yeah. you can uh, jump in with that. Yeah, so it's it's definitely, I'm thumbing back through right now, it's it's the first page of Batman with, with Ivy. Mm. It's to open on that image uh, where she's completely unassuming. She's just in a green dress, and it's the wind's flowing through her hair, and it starts those vines that creep throughout the rest of the issue. Like it's it's some smart single panel storytelling, uh, and it just looks great. Like again, I need that image on my wall. So that, that is fair. Um, I th- actually I'm going with Batman. I, this is probably not the, maybe the one you'd expect me to go with, but I'm actually going to go with the the, the flash punch uh, panel <laughs> because new sadistic bastard. Like it's really, like obviously the art's fantastic, but what, I just love the joke so much. Like she, 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 she's controlling everyone, so she speeds in a flash to take a punch. I think that's really mm-hmm. funny. So you know what? I'll be giving it points. Uh, I just also love that that Bruce like Alfred's the man that raised him, right? It's practically his father, but he will not hesitate to drop a dude. Like. <laughs> Well, zero it, hesitation. Bruce is also trained in how to like give the right amount of force, so it's not a like a you know going to do any lasting damage. I get damage. that. I get that. But this is, I mean, probably the the his closest person. You know, like Selena's getting there, but like when there's familial love, it is to Alfred. So the fact that like, there's not even a hesitation, you know, like I understand that with with uh, Nightwing when he punched him twice. You know, we we saw that twice. Once in Nightwing, once in in Batman. Oh, it was one. Cybertron. It was one punch, though. Yeah, we just saw the you event I mean? from both perspectives in each book. Exactly. So when we saw that, we got why there was no hesitation. Here, though, it's just kind of like, oh no. I mean, yeah, he had a battering in his hand, but still, he has dropped an old man. Do, do you know, I saw people giving King shit for this on Twitter. 
and he was defending himself. And said, no, no, no. There's reasons. You got to, you got to look at it. What? Why is Batman, especially the second punch? Why is Batman going for the second punch? What's he getting out of this? What's he learning? Mm. It's like it's just like okay, okay. Send, send, send some seeds. I think it's like the idea that Bruce is not a morning person. He wakes up and wants to punch. <laughs> I hate. Yeah, oh, yeah, damn right. Matt likes to think he's more like Superman, but he's secretly a lot more like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you mean you mean a stilted juvenile that has rage issues? Yes. Yeah. No. There you go. Uh, Cara, what's your panel slash moment? Well, I-, I was fully expecting Matt to pick one of the other Ivy panels, mm-hmm. and I was gonna go with that one, but I, I don't want to just take the same panel as, as Matt because the you know variety. Yeah. So, um, the throne. The throne's pretty great too. Well, no, no, because that, that that was the standout from from Batman for me. So yeah. instead, I'm gonna jump over. I'm gonna go to Batman Wonder Woman, and it's it's when they're they're walking across the Giant's Causeway. I thought yeah, that was a too. fantastic all page. Right. Uh, all right. So best cover then. Uh, I'll jump. I'm going with Aquaman actually for this one. I really like the Aquaman cover. That's good. Uh, really pretty. Uh, Connor. Uh, I'm going with the Aquaman variant. Oh, okay. Which uh, I had a real nice style to it. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. With the orange and the blues. I'm yeah. going to check it right now. I can't remember. Uh, don't get me wrong. The 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 standard Aquaman cover is really nice as well, but uh, you know, the the variant takes it for me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see why you like that. It's a bit too. I prefer the regular one, but yeah, that's that's nice. A bit more stylized. Uh, it is. Yeah. Matt. Batman. I'm full, full going. Yeah, it was an Ivy thing on shot. it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, so best art of the week. Connor. I'm sure somewhat controversial, but I'm giving it to Sharp. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. Matt. So this is a, a tougher week because we have Janin, right? And he's mm-hmm. drawing yeah. Ivy. But we also got Federici for, for Aquaman. Then you have Sharp for Brave and the Bold. So mm-hmm. that's fantastic. And then even the art, I like Bennis' art in Superman. It's not as strong as the others, but it, it's still pretty good. I want, I want I give, even... give, give a shout out to uh, Super Sons as well. I thought Super Sons yeah. had really solid art. Super Sons too, but um, I'm just gonna go for it, and, and it's it's Batman, it's Shannon. Uh, I'm gonna be boring and say Batman to Shannon takes the takes the win. See, that's what I was expecting as the the go to answer, which is why I thought Sharp is the the, the somehow the more controversial answer. So, so this week I was like, man, I don't know what I'm picking, because I, you know, of course I'd say Batman for last. Knowing it was Jan and Ivy, and then as soon as I opened, I was like, no, well, this, no, this question's over. <laughs> it, was, it was a tough fight. Mm. Um, all right, so top five books of the week. Uh, it's Connor. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, gonna open with Batman, then Brave and the Bold, then Aquaman. Justice League, Superman. Hmm. Yeah, Matt. So, so mine's a little bit different, but it is. It's Batman, but then it's Aquaman, and then Brave and the Bold, and then Superman and Super Sons. Right. I'm going Batman as well at number one. So we got a unanimous pick. Ding. Uh, and then number two, this is a weird week actually. I feel like after number one, there's a lot of stuff that's so it's, it's, it's kind of jumbled. It's a lot more even, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think for number two, I'm actually going with Super Sons. I actually, I read a lot of fun with that issue. And then 
<laughs> and then and then I'll say Aquaman, Green Lanterns, and uh, Justice League. I think at number five. I think that's where I'm landing on. But uh, yeah, so we kind of weird week. We're after Batman. Everything is kind of around a similar kind of feeling for me until a couple of weaker ones at the end. But that's mm. there you go. Mm. So uh, that is. Uh, as a show, that's I mean that takes us on to telling you what's coming up next week. Um, unfortunately, originally Doomsday Clock number four was maybe next week, but that that ain't happening. So Connor will be on the show, obviously, since Doomsday Clock's not there. Um, yeah, let's see if I'm there next month. <laughs> so, I, uh, obviously, every every intention to be, but somehow I've got I've got a horrible suspicion the universe is going to just throw something at me that week. Yeah, the asteroid hitting straight for Connor's location. That's the evacuate. Surprise me now, my luck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so coming next week's week four. Obviously, uh, we have Detective Comics nine seven five, Action Comics nine nine eight, Wonder Woman forty one, The Flash forty one, Batgirl number twenty, Teen Titans number seventeen. We of course also have issue one of the Terrifics, the the new Lemire book. Uh, very exciting. Mm-hmm. We have the Silencer in issue two. Uh, and we have Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number one. Uh, we did originally have Batman, Creature of the Night, number three, but that got delayed by, I think, a month or something like that. So uh, so that's that's not coming for a little while yet. Uh, also out next week, but we will not be covering uh, Raven, Daughter of Darkness 2, Batman Beyond 17, The Demon, Hell is Earth, number four. Uh, are you guys doing Hal Jordan? Are you, you guys both caught up? I'm like one hey, issue Connor. behind. But I, oh. I, haven't read, I haven't read the, the, the last week's issue. Oh, other than that. Connor. So... But uh, would you guys it's maybe be talking about it next week? Is well, that if, a... if Matt wants to talk about it, I can't. I mean, we can. It's, it actually works pretty well hand in hand with what's going on in action. So uh, okay, I read I read the the first part of the the Zod oh, stuff. I haven't okay. read the second part yet. So um, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, it's been a while since you've talked about it, so maybe it's worth at least checking in next week. And you know, yeah. All right, so okay, so Hell John make it talked about. Uh, then Hell Blizzard nineteen's out as well as Just League of America number twenty five. So that's what's coming next week. Uh, from DC Comics. Connor's checking for mistakes. I know he is. Oh, just, just, just checking. Just oh, you, you hit them all. Mistakes, just seeing if anything had missed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, these things change. Hey, I mean, hey that, that's not your logic like... when you actually correct me, though. When you correct me, you just bask in the fact that I was wrong about something. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm going to take that when I can. Oh, like, when you're right, I'll be like, eh, it's fine. Nothing's yeah. changed this week. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> That's what's coming next week, uh, and that wraps up the show. Episode ninety-two of Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, of course, remember April coming. We have our hundredth episode spectacular, which uh, will follow a special one-off for Just Action Comics one thousand. Uh, so those are both happening back to back in April. Uh, all of that though, uh, let us know what you thought of this week's books, of course. Uh, which you can do in the comments. You can get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Uh, of course, uh, like, subscribe, all the usual stuff, raters and all these other things. Um, if you want to support the show and support the channel as a whole, you can have it at patreon.com slash TV. There's a link in the description. Uh, of course, the, the monthly episode that me and Connor do for patrons uh, is coming next week. We'll be doing uh, Jeff John's Teen Titans Volume 1, that first big thick trade that uh, came out yeah, last year. It'll, it'll be early next week, so it'll still be within February. Yeah, we're, we're just squeezing it in before the end of the month. But, uh, I mean, admittedly, this is partly our fault as well, but admittedly, it's because the vote went right up till last week. That's, that's why it's uh, later yeah. in the month. But... You guys have a lot to jam in. I just started that too. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, so so that's coming, and then I guess everything I've got to plug, unless I'm unless I'm forgetting something. I don't think so. Uh, so there you go. That, is, that has been Comics from the Multiverse. 
thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics and always remember, guys, to never get lost in the Speed Force. I didn't forget about Nathaniel Dusk. He's still my hero. <laughs> <laughs>